Hello, and welcome back to Rebel Air, a Star Wars animated series fan cast. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Kaki, and Greg is uh, swooping into the rescue as I'm clinging onto the burning wreckage of my first emotionally charged watch of Star Wars Rebels. Yes, because you're, you're too busy listening to our very special guest today, the dark, dark, serious presence of Papa Palpatine himself, uh, my brother, Zach. Uh... Wouldn't it be funny if I just didn't say anything the entire episode and just sat please, here? Please don't do this to me. All right. <laughs> what, have, what have I done to you? <laughs> Kaki, thank you for providing the, the nice uh, uh, theme music in the background there. <laughs> this is definitely going to be mom's favorite episode. <laughs> like, oh, my boys. Yeah, so if anyone if anyone's like, why does it sound a little different? Like, well, we're in a different setup and everything. But uh, you get a Zach episode, so you get to finally... Uh, so, I get so, to look at both of their charming faces, and they're sharing a microphone. It's really adorable. And like sharing a face, really. Like that I had it also. First and then he he uh, he's like that. That's good. That one's good. Was I born before or after the John Travolta movie Face Off? Definitely before. I don't remember where that movie was. Anyway, okay. so, so what a but, weird but, question. <laughs> <laughs> before we get into today's episode, I do just I have one ask for our listeners because we've been harassed and harangued by Zach's Bothan reports for so long. If anyone has a Bothan report for Zach, please, please be petty. Be petty oh. and just do a Bothan report on Zach so he knows how it feels. Yeah, it, I'm, <laughs> this I is a rare occasion a pseudonym this time. where I fully support it. It is open season on Bothan's Get Those Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm only here for the Bothan genocide, so... We're all well, good. Well, so <laughs> they are fake creatures. They do not exist. There is nothing going on. They exist in my heart. <laughs> Today we're talking about season three, episode one, Steps in a Shadow, written by Stephen Melching and Matt Mcnovitz, and directed by Bosco Ng and Mel Zwire. After breaking him out of prison, Hondo informs the rebels of an Imperial scrapyard brimming with Y wings, ripe for the taking. Sorry, brimming with Y wings, right for the taking. I sort of feel like a, I'm spinning a lotto wheel or something at a, at a carnival. <laughs> Kanan still grappling with the events from Malakor and encounters the Bendu, who gives him valuable insights into the way of the Force. Narrowly succeeding in stealing the bombers, the rebels escape capture, but only because Grand Admiral Thrawn has bigger plans in mind. This episode, guys. This was such such a fun episode, and this was this was an episode where before I started the podcast, Zach was saying I really want to talk about like a couple of possible things, but very specifically because this is the Thrawn episode. We finally meet Thrawn, and and it worked out perfectly because I was visiting the city anyway. Yeah, yeah. So this is what actually got me into Rebels. I was kind of bummed when uh, Disney kind of took out the EU, which is you know like it's what Disney does. I mean, they wanted to make their own sequel trilogy. There's a whole lot of baggage with the EU. I get it. I really do. But I was like, oh, all my stories. And then, like, Thrawn came back. And he's like, oh, no, he's canon again. Yeah. He's canon, Kanan. Okay. <laughs> um, so, that didn't make any sense. Don't worry about it. So, yeah. So, then I was like, I was like, okay, so I'll check out this Rebel show, whatever. And then I was like, okay, okay. And then, like, I kept going. And, like, I, I had seen some Clone Wars episodes. I don't think I was, like, as into it as Greg was. But I was like, oh, Ahsoka, you know, there she is. And then, like, and then the whole Yay. thing. And then the I haven't even listened to your guys' episode with the, uh, the the season finale. So I'm looking forward to that one. But Thrawn. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. So he's actually canon. And, like, he's, like, he's really, I love the voice actor for this guy. I love, like, yes. just everything about yes. him. Like, and then I was like, Greg, 
hey, Greg, you should really watch this. Greg, you should watch a show. Greg, Greg, they're bringing Thrawn back. <laughs> and and by, by that point, I was in my like junior year of college. So like he's really, really bugging me. And I'm just like, I have so much going on school-wise. It's like I don't have time. Slash, I just didn't make time. And it was... Yeah, he finally he finally wore me down. Like he wears me down with like everything he tells me to read because yeah. or, or everything he tells me to read or watch. Just like, hey, do it, do it, do it. And then finally he just yeah, it's a gentle but persistent needling. Yeah, you should or, do this yeah. thing. Or 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 in the case of Game of Thrones books, he literally just plopped the first four in my lap and said, uh, have, <laughs> like, have a graduation. It was like, yeah, just there it is. Just yeah. I, I I put money in those books every, every time a main character died. I was like. No, Ah, so that's how you can afford the new gear that I'm... Yes. Okay, (laughs) So we have a couple different ways that we can talk about this, but I do want to check in with the Bothan Report really quickly. Bothan Report, Bothan Report. I'm a little little lad who loves Bothan Bothan Reports. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, hey, Greg, I hear we have a Bothan Report today. So the first one we have is, is another one from Kaleidoscope for Kelly. Kaleidoscope for Kelly. Wait, you say another one? Yeah, uh, Kaleidoscope for Kelly did one uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, I remember. We thanked Kelly. Kelly was the one who was telling us the the different kinds of spiders, and then led me to to look up like oh. just the fact that like that same design ended up being used for like a bunch of different things. So yeah, so all right, Kelly's back to bring us the lore. Yes, this one is is very simple. I couldn't remember what the the capital city of Mandalore was, so I was just like, ah, oh, it's probably Mandalore. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it is in fact uh, Sundari. Sundari. Yes. And is that, do you think, derived from the Japanese term tsundere for a potential romantic partner who runs hot and cold? Tsundere? (laughs) From anime? Come on. Yes, it is. Listen, the the way you've explained that that, if you go to a taco bar and you name a planet after it, then... That absolutely just, like, took me by surprise that you... Okay, yeah, well... For this one, only one Bothan died, but man, what a story, because one Bothan <laughs> went on a supply run to procure more paint for Sabine. There, she ran into okay. Guido at Tashi Station. Unfortunately, there's only one canister of paint left. Furthermore, Jabba threatened to feed Guido to the Sarlacc if the Rodin returned empty-handed. The Bothan managed to reach the paint canister first. After she paid for the paint, she caught a ride with Big's Dark Lighter. Guido chased the pair through Beggar's Canyon and <laughs> shot down Dark Lighter Skyhopper. Big Starkler survived. However, the unfortunate Bothan did not make it. Is this that that Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie with a sort of action doll that he wants for his son, and then he has Jingle to... all the way with Jake Lloyd? I mean, more or less. Oh, okay. So there's the connection. I mean, so thank you, Kelly. And 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 and, and cocky for, for the record, it's not just yes. any action doll. It's Turbo Man. I need you to get it right. Okay, no, you're right, you're right. No, we've established that there can't be buttons on buttons. Of course you'd know that, Greg. Of course you would know that. I watched that movie a lot as a little kid. It's oh, that's also awesome. because because no one wants Booster, no one wants the sidekick. Even though, like, I think it's like, it looks kind of like a werewolf, and it just looks pretty cool. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Well. See, I'm generally a sidekick kind of guy. Uh, uh, Brave Star? Nah, 30-30. He had the cool hair. And the... <laughs> yeah, thirty thirty rocked. All right. Well, thank you for that one, Kelly. The next one that we have is from Cop Palpatine, Native American Palpatine, GI Palpatine, Leatherman Palpatine, Construction what? Worker Palpatine, and Cowboy oh. Palpatine. 
because apparently, Kaki, you said the village people's wives and children's. The village people didn't have a lot of wives and hurt and children for some reason. A bunch of lifelong eligible bachelors, those guys. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Sheev Palpatine, na 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 na. Sheev Palpatine. So, <laughs> so, sixteen Bothans stay at the YMCA and died of carbon monoxide poisoning in their sleep. But there's no, no, that's not possible. One of the one of the village people is literally a construction person. They would make sure that it was built to code. Ah. <sighs> uh. Yes. Okay, no, no, I can't, like, I can't just negate other people's fiction. It's yes, and, yes, and, okay. Wow. I mean. <laughs> hey, Greg, do we even count this? Hold on. This wasn't I, even a Star Wars-related boo-boo. Yeah, Palpatine I... Palpatine is so, like, Zach is so in my head, I was about to let that slide. My exact words when I saw this was just like, I was just like, hey, hey, Zach, hey, Zach, hey, Zach. And like he, like once I saw that he actually like read that those messages like fuck oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is a little bit of an odd situation because we have two pieces of rebel intelligence from Crimson. The Ooh. first one we have is related Crimson, to this episode. Who has studied the blade? Yes, the first one we have is from this episode. The next one is actually from the season finale. It just didn't get in time, but there's one or two points that I think is really, really, really worth worth touching on. Ooh, okay. And of course, because it's Crimson, they're documents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So we're going to have to figure out. How did you do it last time? Did we do like screenshots on the Instagram? I did screenshots on the Instagram, yes. All right, then be sure to like, I mean, if it's safe, like not if you're driving, don't do anything. But if it's safe, <laughs> then you can check out Rebel AirPod on Instagram to see what we're looking at. These. Yeah, I did I, also put it on Twitter. Should should. Also, Rebel Airpout on Twitter. <laughs> the shape of the Darksaber. Yes. 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 So the basics of this is is just that it's vaguely like a ninjato, but those are ninjato, not traditional. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're they're not really real. Like they're they're a fictional blade that were never that never really exists as far as as right. far as Crimson's saying at least. It's kind of like the Tanto, but just because of like Ah oh, yeah. The elongated slant from the main body of the blade to the tip and sort of additional slant to the tip. So it, it it's like kind of double slanted a little bit. It's, it's Yes, yes, I see what you mean. Because that was the, the the thing that sort of confused me. Like it had an almost sort of saber look to it. How sabers are curved, yeah. right? There but there the whole blade is curved. And in this case it was only one side of the blade was was curved. And that doesn't I mean it doesn't seem particularly strong. It doesn't seem like you get the the benefits that you get from a, a fully curved blade, which, like, I believe that the highly curved blade were popular among cavalry because there's less chance of such a blade getting stuck in armor. Like, yeah. It's a slashing weapon. It, I mean, huh. it, it, it kind of does remind me a little bit of, like, a cutlass and a katana. Like, if, if like, you were to, if you were mm, to like, mm, kind of yeah. take, like, elements of both those designs and kind of, like, push them together, that's, that's kind of what it uh, reminds me of. But it's this... So I was, I mean, I knew that I was not going to get anywhere close to right on, on what the shape is. And I feel like that's for good reason, because anything that I was going to compare it to was not quite right either. Right. It yeah. is its own thing. So that's really awesome. 
Um, I'm really enjoying this document, guys. This is this is not great podcasting. I'm sitting here really <laughs> enjoying a document that our friend Crimson sent us. I particularly like what he calls the tactical tanto, which is just a. It looks like a type of pocket knife. Uh, yeah, it it is a type of pocket knife, but it's like it's because it has like that very specific shape. I imagine that's what would make it the tactical. Tonto, although I wasn't aware that right. the construction company Cat made tactical, um, tactical items. Also, it's not tactical because it's not black. It's got an orange handle, which is a very sensible color to give to your tools so you can find them. The other document that Crimson sent as far as, far as Rebel Intelligence is from the, the, oh, the, the finale. Yeah, so I, just, I just realized no Bothans died. Oh, because it's Rebel Intelligence. Crimson, thank you. So he does say a few things. I don't. I'm not going to get into all of this here. It will be on the socials. The big thing that I, I really wanted to touch on because it was a point that I hadn't even considered. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens in Malachor for all three of them actually ties back to their vision because Kanan puts on the Temple Guard helmet. Ahsoka has to face off with Vader. Ezra is facing his desire to like he has to confront his desire to to kill the Sith to to end Whoa, the Sith. So it, right, it actually yes. So it actually is like a a good like it, it is like drawing it back to the to the yeah. televisions and and like what was yeah. the third, so it it's a through line that like we just we we didn't even like click on and and I and when I saw that I was like I I have to mention that because that is something that like that is really fascinating. Yes, yeah. I mean, does this mean that? Yoda has an active vision. Like, what did we settle on? Yoda's presence in the temple. Was that like an echo or was that an actual, like, a spiritual projection, astral projection, that's what it was looking at, of the actual living Yoda at this time? I mean, none of them know that Yoda is alive, right? He hasn't identified himself to them. And probably for the sake of his exile, he wouldn't risk that. So- I mean, insofar as, like, none of them are aware of that that force ghost could communicate with them i would say that it would have to be you know communicating with them and then choosing not to reveal himself to them he revealed himself to, to ezra and and ahsoka because ahsoka did see did like get to like wave at him uh in like that the last crusade moment but then why wouldn't they want to go and find him if they know that he's a he's an astral projection and therefore he's alive? Why wouldn't Yoda being alive be big news? Sorry, we're we're falling off track here. But I mean, it, it could just it could very well just be like a force manifestation or like I mean, I, I don't know. Or it could just or it could just be the fact of just like you know, if Yoda doesn't want to be found, then like right, yes, th- 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 then then like he has a reason for it. It is Yoda after all. Absolutely, I really like that symmetry. Mm. Like something, as soon as you said it, it made complete sense to me because the imagery of Kanan in the Temple Guard helmet, like, yes, that is perfectly symmetrical between the vision that he had in uh, the Jedi Temple and what wound up actually happening. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good insight that we didn't have. And then just as a funny thing, because it was another thing that we didn't mention, when they're doing like all different shots of the finale and we're seeing like Ahsoka descend into the temple... Yeah, um, I mean, okay, like now we obviously know that it's Ahsoka because Mandalorian takes place after this. So we know, okay, she survives. We know this, but I just remember like in that moment, like just seeing just like the slightest sliver of her like descending the steps. And it's like, is that? I can't tell. Because like I was also on a TV that wasn't <laughs> yeah. like the best when I was watching it. So I was like, is this just like, 
an artifact on my TV or is actually it. So I just remember re rewinding yeah. it again and again and again. Because I was like, you mentioned that like yes. the most rewound yes. moment in in Rebels history. I mean, I, there was no point for me. I've seen her reappear in uh, uh, the it, Mandalorian. It, it, exactly. So, so like like some of the mystery of like did she actually make it or not? Like just is is right out for you. But like you know, it, it's it's also one of those things. Where it's like if we're gonna see like a seminal character like Ahsoka die, like. If I don't see the body, I Ahsoka's not dead. Like, <laughs> no, like that is. <laughs> so I want to start talking about like the the new looks because a lot of the yeah. characters have new looks. But Kaki, we also have a new look because I commissioned friend of the show Sheriel to do <gasps> a poster that's more fitting thematically for seasons three and four. So Whoa. I've been holding on to this for you for a little while, so you can see. Oh my like, god. That's amazing! <laughs> this is the coolest shit! So... Oh! Okay, I, okay, I'm gonna have to parse this. Where can people see this so they can share in my screaming? Screaming, screaming, screaming. So this is live on our Twitter and Instagram right now because I, I want people to be able to see this. It's also gonna be like just a new cover, so you'll, you should see it in your podcast app. It may take a little bit to update, but I... It was just so exciting. It's like uh, I, I had to do, and and it's really really cool. And this is incredible. Okay, so what we're looking at is our familiar Firebird with our our Rebel Air brand within it. Above it is a, a star field with some. It looks like tattoos and a triangular shape. That I mean, maybe it's a holocron. Maybe. <laughs> and and from below is the looming shadow of what looks like an Imperial light cruiser. I mean, it's just a pizza wedge, but it's got the it's got the indents and some Tie Fighters. And what the fuck are those, Greg? <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it, Kaki. Is you will find out. Okay, okay. But, but that's the worst answer. <laughs> All will be revealed. So it, it. I mean, for people that know, it's it's so exciting. For you, it's just tantalizing. It's just exciting, and I'm just I I, I love this art no, so much. So thank you. Do you know what you. I love about that? Yes, obviously. Thank you, Sherry L. We yes, can't say so her name much. enough. Yep. This continues the Star Wars Rebels uh, a tradition of showing you pictures of animals long before you have any context of what those animals are. <laughs> this is what I love. She's channeling the Sabine school of prophetic art. It was, it was a fun thing to time, kind of talk like design ideas and just like, let's, let's say some breadcrumbs just drive cocky insane. Let's just, let's, let's just torture him. No, I love it. I love it. There, it's, it's, how how could this be a torment to me? There's so much cool stuff here, and I get to enjoy it, and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, thank you so much, Sherryel. That's our new look, but the episode kind of opens with like a hero shot of Ezra's new look, and Ezra he's in just like a completely new outfit. He has his haircut. Yeah. It kind of looks like they like even trimmed down his his like cheek fat, even like it like it looks like they even made him. Just and he's look taller. More. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's yep. definitely taller. His but his his lovely locks are gone, and I feel like that was an animation choice. They were like, this is hard. It's a lot really hard to do this <laughs> hair all the time. Just, look, just if buzzer. if this is what eventually gets Lando his cape. Then I'm fine with it. Like we're, we're going for the Kate budget. Like we need to have Kate budget. Yeah. Hey, speaking of budget, is it me or has the the sort of animation quality and 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 sort of exp like has it seen a budget increase? There's a lot more atmospheric. I felt effects. like I felt like I saw Hera's face like be more expressive in this episode than I have like before. So yeah, I I, yeah. I, I definitely think so. So there's also like some behind the scenes change at the time because uh, Dave Filoni became. I believe he Admiral. Be just, 
he the became just Grand like, Admiral uh, Filoni. There you yes. go. Uh, yeah. he, he, he kind of just became overlooking all of uh, Lucasfilm animation at the time. So he kind of took a little bit more of a backseat role as a showrunner. And Justin Ridge took over as the surprising producer, just like the showrunner for this from Filoni. Uh, he was working as a producer like with them. So he was he was already familiar with it and familiar right. with the property. He, he took over. So... It definitely like feels like it's aged up a little bit, and which kind of makes sense because yeah. like you know age up with your audience because Clone Wars like started very very kiddy and just kind of like aged up gradually. I mean, we saw last week Ahsoka decapitate a bunch of Mandalorians by season four. Yeah, yeah. That would ne- that would never fly in Disney. Yeah, Disney no. would never do that. They'd be like, no, we're not having a child soldier <laughs> decapitate four adults. That's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. They, they were barely um, killing stormtroopers in this episode. They were being like, okay, like, oh, look, they're all, they're, they fell over and they're all, you know. Zeb also has a new model. He actually has a big bongo, like, kind of around his little shoulder armor plate. And he, he. Oh my God. Yes, they, he does. They removed his shoulder for armor. So he's now, like, more than like a tank top. Yeah, it's a good look. Hera's change was very mild, but she just got, like, her rank badge on her sleeve. Oh, good for her. Sabine, this one was a fun one. Tia Sakar got to really give some input to her, to this look. Uh, with the animators, so she had to kind of be like, hey, what if we did this? What if we did this? Just kind of give them some ideas. And I mean, I love her like white hair with the blue. Uh, oh, the uh, ombre. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's uh, gorgeous. She, she has like the uh, convoy uh, shoulder armor and just uh, the whole new paint job and everything. This, I, I noticed that. I even had the word convoy written down. Are you yay. proud of me? <laughs> I think this <laughs> may be you. my favorite Sabine look personally. And of uh, which to, she gets a lot. Okay. A character like that would repaint their armor all the exactly. time. It, it, it fits. Exactly. And I'm going to borrow one of Zach's phrases here, and he can glare at me right away. Go for it. Kanan has a depression beard. He does uh, have a depression beard. Aww, also, yeah. he's got a new look, and yet he can't see. What does that say? I don't know. He has a new can't look. Can't look, yep. No look. So who drew the eyes on that visor that he's got covering his eyes that don't work? Because they're stylized eyes, right? Isn't that kind of a shitty thing to do for someone? It is Mandalorian J-Guys, which is like what Rex has as a helmet, but it probably oh. will. I mean, so either, either like, hey, let's kind of bring like that Rex thing into, into like, I could see either, but I kind of like the idea that, that Rex is just kind of like, oh, no, soldier, you, you were hurt in battle. I'm going to just kind of like give you, like, just, just I don't know. Like, yes. Just that little bit of. That feels right. Yeah. I mean, like, because Rex and Kanan have like developed their relationship, whatever. So it's kind of like, you know. I don't know yeah. how many how many of Rex's friends have, you know, died or got disfigured besides like, you know well, um, no no Clone Wars spoilers because, you know, we're gonna keep cocky pure, but you know I mean do <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, thank I, you. I mean I, I'm I'm going through a list in my head, it's like how many of his friends did he see die? Well, uh, no, no, I mean like uh, 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 they're clones, so yeah, they're by nature replaceable. Yeah. Oh no. That Episode one of Clone Wars debunking set. Okay, okay. We we've kind of we've been hey, we've, yeah. We can get into the actual episode now. Yes, I'm going to activate the tractor beam and drag you back to this oh year gosh, episode with my <laughs> very first question: Is that a tractor beam? Because we open on one of those fantastic Star Wars constructions that built into the side of the cliff and has has a plateau sticking out from that, and the plateau with no railings is being patrolled by a chicken walker like there is ground right behind you you could have just built it there it would have been cheaper easier it would have made a lot more sense but okay fine and it's got this what looks like a searchlight but it's also buzzing and it's got this plasma effect what is that beam i i'm not 100 sure what that beam is other than just i mean other than cool yeah 
I thought it was probably just like a stealth video game camera light of just like, oh, that's, that's where the senses are. We're going to like very clearly display where it is. All right. I mean, it could also just be like a, hey, we're going to like zap the shit out of you and kill you if you've actually touched that. Because like when... Cause... Yeah, it does have that kind of threat to it, doesn't it? Okay, Chopper, jump. <laughs> no rocket, it's too loud. Now jump. Ezra like catches him and Chopper's like kind of covering his eyes and flailing and freaking out a little bit. And poor... Poor Chopper. <laughs> I know. And Ezra catches him just before he crosses that beam and uh, and he lands softly because the Boo crew, minus mom and dad, are infiltrating this whatever it is. They're, they're, they're stealthy and quiet so far, which probably isn't going to last very long. And Ezra is in charge. You heard the boss, says Zeb. Not only is Ezra in charge, Ezra's also like... You can tell that this is a different Ezra because he is—he he, ha, he has a new lightsaber. He's going to town on some stormtroopers, and he has a blaster. And gun. He, he has he straight up just gun like pulls gun. And, and just starts shooting some troopers in the face, and it's—it—it it gets pretty uh, rough with with Ezra pretty quickly. Yep, I I think this is very quickly communicating that I mean Rebels has entered a new phase, as you said. Like the the characters are slightly different. Some time has probably passed. Ezra has hit another one of those growth spurts. Not just that, he's actually fulfilling Kanan's role. Like, during this whole infiltration sequence, he moves like Kanan. He talks like Kanan. Yeah. A little bit later, when they're running away, Ezra's saying, Spectre 6 to ghost, change of plans. We need a 44 scoop at the landing platform. On my way, Spectre 6. It's an obvious, like, yes. reference to the to 22 pickup. I mean, so they're, they're clearly moving in, in that direction. And they end up rescuing Hondo. That's who all this is for. This is to rescue Hondo. And Hondo remarks is that Ezra and Spain's like most of the time which yes I, that line also kind of feels like it's it's kind of hinting at the the what we see later just like Ezra absolutely playing with the dark side playing with fire yeah I'm usually just listening to you guys do this so like I'm like I'm like, like oh yeah it's podcast time and I'm like wait a second no you have to contribute we're here we have to do a thing this is the whole purpose of me sitting here I'm just like oh man live podcast this is great so I think that Zeb said a wizard during the... <laughs> he did. He... Pretty wizard, eh? Zeb? Yes. We, my, unfortunately, my, my he also canonized that. trying to make wizard happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just stick with Carabast, baby. Yeah. That's pretty wizard. <laughs> All right, yeah. Zeb, no, Zeb. This is this is not how this goes. So, we, like, this is this is just like a, a pretty fun like a prison break sequence. But the big thrust of this is they're, they're rescuing Hondo. There's an Ugnot that just <laughs> he's a throwaway Ugnot. He he gets a name, but we don't care about Turba because he just gets shot up into the air. And... What? I totally do care about Turbo. I thought the Turbo was going to be a, a uh, big deal. I was very disappointed. He got character development. He got agency. No. Turbo, no. Turbo died in a comedic fashion. It was played for a laugh. And also, I think that he paid the Turbo tax. So. Ah, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So it's it's not just in emails. I'm, 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 I'm like here for the jokes, the guys. I'm here for the jokes. Well, are, are you also here to uh, control the uh, AT-209 and use it to murder your friends? No, no, I'm, I'm much more subtle ways of control. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's not worrisome at all. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's exactly what Ezra does. Is he like when when they get outside, he's using the force to control the locker. And did you hear the music here? <laughs> I 
it starts as a force cue, mm-hmm. and then it just dips into minor. Yeah, it got a little sinister. Yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was it was the way they're showing Ezra, the way he's like kind of looking out over his eyebrows and his head is tilted down. And everything wasn't like a cue enough that like yeah, Ezra's yeah. kind of feeling a little dark here. Like you're like, hey, hey, music, music, help us out here. Get you, be, 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 be pal. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's just how the Force do, you know? Maybe the Force just has its own theme tune. And that's entirely diegetic. Anybody who uses the Force just hears that. That it sounds like shared hallucination stuff there. Like, Yeah. <laughs> you think that's weird? You think that's weird for, the, like, the Force? Okay, so, yes. They're, they're running, 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 being chased by all these, uh, all these stormtroopers that Ezra is coolly mowing down. Like, not just, like, it looks very cool, but also he is emotionally very cool. His his eyes are icy as he does this. Turba decides that the deal is off. Whatever that deal was that he had with Hondo runs outside, and he's taken down by this chicken walker. Well, I guess the deal is off. Yeah, Ezra does something that we haven't seen before. He reaches out with his hand, but now he's controlling the pilot, and we see the pilot's hands around the controls, Ezra making... Okay, well, in the sheaf, it sort of looks like a he's doing a jerk-off gesture, which is not <laughs> what, he's, what he's doing. Because, guys, this was horrifying. The walker turns on these other stormtroopers who don't understand what's going on. They try to yell at him. No, the rebels are over there. It's not us. Why are you... Ugh. Absolutely mur- murdering these troopers and then just, like, forces the, the, the walker to just, like, walk off the edge. I mean, this is, like... This does feel like a Sith version of a Jedi mind trick. That's kind of what, what I'm feeling like Like this is here. Is... This is domination. Yeah. But he can yeah. do it without line of sight and without, like, we don't see the pilot's face. We only see his, his hands. And he's like, he hacked his brain. He's like, okay, yeah. here, walking, yeah. When did Kanan teach you that? He didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ezra has been playing with, with the Sith. Skyliner. That's he's him. definitely been playing with, yeah, he's he's dipped into somebody's makeup kit and discovered, oh, the Egyptians had an idea there. You know, a little bit of coal goes a long way. He's fierce. He's got a fierce new look. I, I mean, wow. like, when I do remove black and makeup from my eyes, I do have, like, a good guy look. It's like, my eyes do look really nice right now. Like, yeah. It just, yeah. it's cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> they do end up doing, like, the, the 41st group and just kind of jumping out on, on top of the ghost as it flies by. And... This is where Zeb makes the wizard comment. <laughs> I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, new, yeah. I'm new to this thing. Let's, let's... I, I get it. We, we can skip over his no, wizard just, comment. Edit me saying it at the just... exact right time, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> do more work. It's fine. That is an awful thing to burden your brother with. <laughs> you should be protecting. Harry does does hear about like this this mysterious turba and kind of like scolds Ezra for not knowing all the details of the plan when. Which I feel like is a little unfair because Hondo just kept things away, which is just a very Hondo thing to do. Like, Hondo's not going to tell you everything. Yes, but the the thing that she's trying to convey to him is even if it's not your fault, it's your responsibility. That's mm-hmm. leadership. And you always have to own it. Even if you couldn't have done anything about it, you should have been prepared for the possibility and you weren't. So anything that goes wrong is on your shoulders. And that's not something that, that he's accepting from her. Now, it sets up a really interesting pattern because this happens again at the end of the episode uh, and the same thing. He rejects that idea of a responsibility beyond what he can control, but Zeb and Sabine are there to support him. I mean, throughout this episode, they're kind of also there and they show him the kind of loyalty that they've always shown Kanan, which is just unquestioning support, even if they have their doubts. 
uh, but not so with Hera. They're willing to accept it because up to this point, he he kind of hasn't steered them really wrong. Like he's made mistakes, but like they've they've never been like big, like kind of costly mistakes. They've been more lower stakes, but he also wasn't in a leadership position. He was he he wasn't like. It's like when you score enough points on offense in football, you don't need a good defense. Like, right. If you're smashing That's... your objectives, it's like, ah, I made a lot of mistakes, but also, like, whatever. Like, I, we did it really, like, we got all our objectives done. Hey, Greg, I don't know anything about sports. No, it's does, fine. Uh, does, well, neither do I. That's welcome to Rebel Sportscast. This is, uh, did it make any that, sense? Uh, <laughs> is that true? That, that... No, but I, I, I get you. It's a story that I've never really appreciated until... Uh, literally Star Wars or Star Trek Into Darkness did it. It's the crisis of leadership story where, and mm-hmm. it's and it's examining uh, a young hotshot like in the first movie, in the first seasons, we see him coming into his own power and like realizing that, hey, I can actually trust myself and getting, getting these successes and that gives you a lot of confidence. That's a wonderful story. And then comes the moment where you're mistaking your your pattern of success, your pattern of, of, of luck for infallibility and that's something that you have to be confronted with. No, you're you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes. You're not special. Yeah, I mean, he's had the the life event of like Uncle Ben dying with like ah- Ahsoka disappearing, but she didn't pass on like the the dying words of "with great power comes great responsibility" and don't fuck this up, Ezra. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and also, that wasn't his mission. Yeah, that was Kanan's mission that he was helping with, right? He didn't he didn't even carry that himself. Yeah, he he does here because this mission was not a success in the fullest sense of the word, but he thinks that it should be. And that's how he's grumbling as he returns to his uh, quarters. His quarters, which I thought was really funny, he does have a poster of one of the pod racers next to, like, in his room. Uh, Specifically, it's Ben Quadraneros, which the only reason I remember that name is, (laughs) one, I, I mean, one, I looked it up, but two, like... His pod racer was the one that had like the four engines. The four like, engine pods. The one that yes. stalled at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because he's Humpty Dumpty. Because your name absolutely should should match your pod racer, right? Like quad quadrant, like yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so you're not into sports, but you're into pod racing, is what I'm hearing. Uh, because it's totally wizard. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Stop trying to make it happen. Well, <laughs> I feel so dirty just being close to you. That was really hey, fun. Does, I liked it. <laughs> does, they're ganging up on me, guys. <laughs> hey, does Ezra have his own room now? It kind of does feel like a little bit. I mean, right? if they're if they're more settled, actually, it kind of did seem like Zeb did move all of his stuff out when he made his little camp there. I think. Oh, right. Zeb wanted his like little camping his little uh, trailer. Uh, yeah, part. yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's nice. So we go from there into a Star Destroyer, and we there's there's like this this art. We just going like, to skip over the holocron. Yeah, what? Oh, I was like, I have actual notes. My dude, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, bud. Because he's got this collection of it. helmets on his table, and one of them starts to glow. And for a very brief second, I thought, okay, is he Kylo Renning? Is the helmet going to talk? But oh no, he was using that to cunningly hide the holocron. Your anger gives you strength, gives you focus. You can see things clearly your friends cannot. Which talks to him in the voice that I wanted to know so much about. Greg, your your poker face was incredible. Oh, so you don't know about the voice? No, I mean, no, the the voice was 100% me forgetting that I was going to show up in the holocron again. Like, be, I completely forgot I was going to show up in the hologram. Oh, my God! <laughs> I'm just... I'm yeah, because we, we heard that. I mean... Uh, 
that was the voice that we heard when the holocron was, you know, wherever it was being kept and it was about to be grabbed, this electrical figure, uh, a woman's voice that I was absolutely intrigued by. And it's it's speaking to, to Ezra and it's listening to him and, and advising him. Do you know if that's, I mean, like, do you know who the voice is? Are we keeping it from cocky deliberately or? I, I don't remember what the voice, I don't remember who the voice is. I know who the, the who the, the voice actor the actress, for the voice yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it's the same it's, one as Ventress, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there, there's a, a character, I don't know that, I mean, like, it wouldn't make zero sense for her voice to be there unless she, like, did, like, a Sith training program where she's like, well, I'll, I'll record all the voices for the holograms, I guess. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, she, there's a character in Clone Wars that was like, oh, that's the same actress at the very least. So, yeah. Yeah. Got a good evil voice. It's just very, such very like interesting. A, a husky, like sultry. It's, I love. Good I love Patel voice. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Mm, I love, very, love yes. her voice. It's, it's fantastic. And we have this like really creepy shot of like Ezra's eyes, like glowing red from the from the light of the holocron and everything. It's, it's. Oh, it's sublime. He's addicted to the dark side. Speaking of the dark side, now we get to go to the uh, Star Destroyers. Where Tarkin's sitting at like a, a nice, like, it, it it's the same type of table at the as in the Death Star. I like to think that it, it, it is the exact same table. And he's like, I want that on the Death Star. That's that's where I'm going to be. Like, you move that table, table around. <laughs> and he, he, he does have, he does have like a night, actually like a, a Republic era, like, picture of a Star Destroyer, like behind him on his desk. I noticed, which is. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, because well, because because he was he was a I don't remember what his rank was, but he did serve like as an officer during the Clone Wars in the Navy. He he appeared in yeah. a couple of Clone Wars episodes, and and we finally get to meet Governor Price. A distress call to Governor Price. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. He had no name before, right? We didn't know his name. Well, her name it turns out. Oh wait, wait. wait. Oh wait, I was thinking about the the blonde like seventies dude. Never oh mind. yeah, yeah. Oh, Admiral Jeremy. Who yeah, we yeah, find yeah. Out Jeremy. That, was, that was the yeah. He's got an actual name this time, right? Yeah, he does. Okay. He does have an actual name. Right. So, Titus Jeremy. We, we we finally get to meet Governor Price, voiced by Mary Elizabeth McLynn, who's done been in a ton of anime like Cowboy Bebop and Naruto Shippuden. Uh, but but recently she's been in like Shira and Steven Universe, and so like whoa, she has a ton of projects under her 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 name and i am so excited to to see price just because she yeah she's got this fantastic she walks in she reminded me of irina spalko the antagonist from indiana jones and the crystal the kingdom of the crystal skull paid by kate blanchett Right, the the very yeah. Ukrainian similar hairstyle. Soviet yeah. woman, yeah. Yeah. very similar hair, hairstyle, the same kind of attitude. That I mean, she's like yeah, 100% it's a very less s- Russian, though. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a it's such a Russian image. The, like, that's true. A, a woman like in a, a position a, of power, like this was this was the Soviets. Like they were pretty innovative in the integration of of women in command as well. Oh, this. I mean, it also reminds me of, of like there, there's a couple um, Bond villains that have like this same kind of a. Specifically, I'm thinking of of one from uh, from Russia with Love. All oh, right. But I am here about the recent rebel attack at the prison on Naraka, which I believe is only the beginning of a larger rebel threat. The situation in the Lothal system, like, it's it's kind of making me look bad, and like I. Constantine has not been doing enough on this. I I I need a little bit more. I need someone who can see the bigger picture. I want the Seventh Fleet. I see. Yeah, they love numbering things. I don't know military stuff, so I don't know how else you would name fleets. 
I no, almost have three tier. That's it. Yeah, you were just number you number your brothers number, as yeah. well? What's that? Do you number your brothers and sisters as well if they're inquisitors? He's, yeah, he's like four. I'm, I'm two. So did you forget which was what the order was for a second? To, there? I was trying to decide if I was I, if I was going to number myself. Like that was my. my, 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 my I got to number myself, and then I did. <laughs> I saw a comic, and it was this woman, like time traveler, walking up to some some Roman soldiers, and they introduced themselves. Hey, I'm Secundus because I was the second son. Yes, and I'm Sextus because I was the sixth son. And what is your name, stranger? And she says, Liv. And you see them counting on their fingers and going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Roman numeral jokes for the homies. Okay. Well, we get the, the brief little, like, tease, and then we go over to... The briefing where Hondo's playing the Hondo card again. So, so, so. How much do you insist on paying me for this intel? <laughs> <laughs> well, if your intel's any good, we can talk payment, but, like, don't... <laughs> I like and he's angling for the ghost. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a very nice ship. I could probably get, and they all yell in unison, Forget it. I feel like if you're going to go for it, you got to go for it, though. It's like, I'm going yes. to shoot my shot. You know, I want the ghost. And then... that, that is like the very Honda way of doing it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to just like, yeah, you, you can give it to me. Like, you, you know that you want to give it to me. It's like, D -d shut up. You know? <laughs> There's a universe out there where you want to give it to me. I'm just testing whether that's the one that I'm in. <laughs> and he's still got his charm. Do you, even when he walked onto the ghost for the first time, when he walked into the bridge, like he doffed his cap for Captain Hera. Good he's, manners. He's so he's such a charming con man, and it, he he does have useful intel because he starts kind of walking through. Hey, there's some old Y wings at, at this uh, shipyard in the in the Reclam system, or at the Reclam plant. You want those Y wings? You want those bombers? And yeah, on the planet Yarma, they still don't know if they can trust him. Not so fast. We need to scout it first, confirm Hondo's intel, and recon its defenses. So Commander Sato suggests that Lieutenant Commander Ezra should be put in charge of this. He's succeeded in the last mission. He'll succeed at this recon mission. Lieutenant Commander seems like an awfully big jump. Now, I don't know that much about military ranks, but there's That's not much after... That's way too big. <laughs> what comes after Lieutenant Commander? Lieutenant Commander probably be... I mean, there'd be full, full on Commander after that. Right? Full bird, yeah. yeah. Commander... And then it's general, so it's like really, it's it's really, you should know that it's like, I mean, the rebellion must be like way less on manpower. I mean, yeah. Hera is still, well, Hera's a, Hera's a captain. I don't know if that if, if that's different, because is she more on like the space force side of things? Like the, Might be the, a different branch? Yeah, exactly. Unified? No, I feel like I feel like they're doing like a Navy thing, because for her, a captain, if she's in the Navy, would be a, a commander. So she would be above him. But, like, if they're... I think they're mixing and ma matching and just making me confused. They don't have to do the same thing as us. Like, it is, like... It, it also, like... Yeah, it is space waste, yeah, and they can it's just do. It's a different thing. It just has that like nice sounding name, especially if it's like Patrick Stewart is saying. It's like Lieutenant Commander Data. It's like so the Navy does have like a different rank structure than the the Army and the Marines and the Air Force, and so it, it confuses everybody. Like it's like why why your officers so different, and so because they're special. No, 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 it's special. No, I know, I know, need, I know. We, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we need to have separate uh, services for some reason. It's you know whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off on a military tangent here if I keep going. So. Back to the show. Hey, let me tell you that uh, this reminded me of a Star Trek fanfic that I wrote when I was 13, of which I have very few memories, and just they came blasting back, where it included uh, the Starship Voyager, which was like 
20 years into its mission to return home. And they'd been aboard that ship for so long that in order to maintain like some degree of reward for good service, they had to promote everyone, but they wanted to keep everyone on sort of the same relative level. So much like hermit crabs, any time that someone new became <laughs> lieutenant commander, everybody else had to move up one. And so Janeway was like supreme imperial regent of this quadrant <laughs> of the universe, just so that would be space beneath her for other people. Here's, here's, here's my important question with, 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 with that, and then you can get back to Star Wars, is... <laughs> Was Kim still an ensign this whole time? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course she was. <laughs> so that's kind of funny because that's exactly what they do with, with George Washington. They just posthumously like promote him. It's like, oh, we have a five-star general. But don't worry, George Washington was also a five-star general. But they did it, you know, well past the time he died. Yep. Jeepers. Okay. Congratulations, Ezra. Kanan will be proud of you. Yeah. Well, he has a funny way of showing it considering he's never around. And, and yeah. Hera, Hera goes to, to talk to Kanan, who is sitting alone, and this is the first time we see him. He has, like, the little dogmas, like, crawling all over him, even. Like, yeah, they're so cute. He's sitting at, like, the, the the edge of the perimeter, and he's... You can just kind of tell, like, he's him just kind of being there. It's like, this is this is a different Kanan. This is a Kanan that's, that is, like, struggling here. It felt like he's, he's sort of withdrawn and retreated, and mm-hmm. he's in... He's exiled himself. Yeah. Right, and he's and he's just sitting there, kneeling, communing. There's a voice. I see you. That at first I thought it sounded Yoda-ish, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really re- relate that to, to anything. And like he's sitting by the perimeter, which the spiders are sort of skittering around. Hera finds him there, interrupts his thoughts, and we don't find out what that mysterious voice is. Come to me. That's that's summoning Kanan, and she suggests that he talk to Ezra. So he does. And Ezra left his his I was going to like basically porn magazine, left it out in the open, and now he's worried that the dad he, is going to find it when he He left his copy of the Anarchist Cookbook, like out in the open. Uh <laughs> <laughs> where where Kanan does like pipe bombs. What are you doing? <laughs> I was wondering how long they were going to play this gag because it's there on the on the table. It's actually, Sith voice. What are you doing? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> and Kanan walks in, and obviously he can't see it. But he leans back against the table where it's on. Ezra tries to grab it, but fails. Oh, what's this? What's this? Says Kanan. And oh, you've been playing with your holocron. Didn't I tell you you'd go? Look at what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, <laughs> they're just having like like the fight because because Ezra does, I mean Ezra does feel abandoned. I mean this it, it has been long enough that that Kane was able to grow like a sizable beard, a his righteous hair's, beard, yeah. His his his, his hair's grown, grown out. So I mean, like some time has clearly passed between like the the last season and this one, yeah. and this moment ends and like right before they're going off on this mission, it ends in the bad place of. I can't let you keep this. Fine. I don't need it. Just like I don't need you. It's pulling our characters apart again. It's 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 kind of breaking up the the family and just just you, you're kind of you're not sure like how how it's going to go cuz like this isn't a this yeah. is a different Ezra. Well, oh, he meets re- he has met rejection with rejection before. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that's and that's what happening here. He feels abandoned by Kanan, so he wants to abandon Kanan in in return, like that. 
that has been in there before. But yeah, the the severity and the certainty that he seems to feel with it while he's doing it, like he brings that resolve with him into the cockpit of the the Phantom when he and Sabine and Hondo, Chop and Zeb, yes, Zeb, yes. are heading off on their mission. So I have an idea here. I. I sort of feel like we should follow Kanan's story because it's it's a Agreed. shorter one. We can just kind of yep. we can just follow his, and then we can jump back to Ezra and just kind of follow that through. I'm with you because his journey is, I mean, this is this is it's some great. some force stuff, but also it does not feel like force stuff that we've seen before or that I've seen before in Star mm-hmm. Wars. This is like a Jedi like at their lowest point, and yeah. how do you? recover from that how do you like deal with that kind of failure especially like when you're on your own we don't have like the temple to back you up or you don't have like a master to to kind of help you like if you if the only other like force wielder just disappeared yeah yeah i mean like, oh like, yeah you know, yeah the only one that canon has is is a person that he just can't like kind of connect with right there yeah he's outgrowing him <laughs> in oh, some ways so like fast. He's, he's he's well the I mean, Ezra's about about the same height as Kanan now. No, but but Kanan was never, like, completed (laughs) his... They did the really nice scene, like, a few episodes back. It's probably, like, six now. But it's, like, uh, with Kanan getting actually, like, knighted. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he he never completed his training because of all the Clone Wars stuff. So it's, like, you know, when when Ezra's kind of, like, getting up to the point where he he was kind of stalled at for a while, like, it's... I don't know, like, it's... Yeah. It, 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 Ezra feels like he doesn't need him because he's like, well, I've seen what you can do, and like, I don't think it's that much, whatever. And he's wrong, but you know, that's what he kind of feels. He's like, yeah, I've gotten to the point where you are. What, what, what else do you want me to do? You know. So actually, we saw that in the finale, like in one of the opening scenes, as they were dueling, they practiced dueling. I haven't heard like, your episode they were, yet, so I'm just waiting for that one. <laughs> no, but they were just tying. Every duel was a tie. Let's follow him because he hears this voice that says, "Come to me," and it sort of sounded like Yoda-ish, but that you know that doesn't seem. Uh, 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 the thing so he follows this voice he stands up walks up to the perimeter of these uh, sensor pylons and grabs one to keep the spiders at bay as he walks out into this beautiful wilderness yeah which I did have a question like as, as he's like like kind of grabbing it and pull, pulling up like it, it there was like like kind of like a deactivation noise so, so like I think it, it may just be like okay you did this thing so like it will continue the it may like just borrow like signal stuff from the others because there are, there is still like pylon stuff. But but like my first thought was like, did he just hey, you just left in their gap. defense line like Kanan? <laughs> no, you if it's so important, you'd want to double up. Like there's at least double redundancy there. They can they can. Plus, lose. if they need to scout, they can grab a little little spear thing and go scouting and be like, what else is out there? Cause yeah, they need yeah to know. That, I feel like that would that would kind of make sense. Like to to have like some kind of backups. I mean, you just get, you know, a some kind of chain wind thing. could take them out. Yeah. So he's Probably got this. Out. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, a strong wind named Ida. Yeah. Oh yes. Now, what do we think that this convoy is called? Because we are definitely naming this thing. Well, which one? The bird. Oh, the con- oh, gotcha. <laughs> My pamphlet uh, joke didn't land last time. I was heartbroken, Greg. Oh, convoy pasa. It's such a great joke, and yeah, I'm just I'm, sitting here alone. I'm sorry. I can't. I I can't accompany you with everything. I can only. I can you only follow your you. nonsense. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. There is. I mean, there is a fair bit of it. You just have to take so, yells yeah. sometimes when your jokes don't land, and you just move on. You'd be like, I got more. I got more. It's, it's a volume business. <laughs> well, well. 
We're taking a loss per unit, but we'll make it up in volume. <laughs> the prophetic convore is is really sinking in now. Like it's a, it's an animal that you've mentioned we've seen before. I hadn't really noticed it until uh, a few episodes ago, when it was looking out over here. Here we see it again. It's on Sabine's pauldron. There's a lot of animal, a lot of animal stuff in in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Just as creatures that he's that that Ezra is connecting to through the Force. Just even just kind of like like background animals like right, yeah. don't, don't matter. Just like it's like like it's just cool looking. Like why aren't we gonna like sh- show some of the stuff off and. <laughs> But also, like, the purgle and the himbo manatees, manta rays. <laughs> Learn. Oh, the ones in the caves on the on the station on the asteroid. The, 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 fer- the Fernock, yeah. I'm like, it's it's just Star Wars. You it's, just yeah, want to see, say. you just want to see, like, really cool, interesting. You want to see Luke drinking the uh, the breast milk from that uh, that manatee. You want to see that. Yeah. You know? he, he, yeah. Caught a, he caught a fish with, like, a weird eye. And then there's some fish yayas on that planet, you know. You got to see other creatures. The fish yayas. I love the fish yayas so much. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Speaking of of fantastic creatures that I love so much, Kanan exactly. comes up and he meets the Bendu. I'm the one in the middle, the Bendu. So we need to talk about this creature. He is magnificent and giant. We've talked about the the sort of rock formations on mm-hmm. this uh, planet when we discovered a chopper base, and you made the great observation that it sort of looked like coral, mm-hmm. suggesting that this was a, a dried-out seabed. But this creature, his gigantic carapace, has sort of the same petal-like structure. Like, you almost mistake it for another rock formation at first. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it actually, like... It, it's it starts to remind me a little bit of the different colossus from Shadow of the Colossus, right, like right, the, like and just like size and all the like the, the fur and everything. Like you kind of could feel like that cannon could just climb up onto the the fur. I don't know how well that would go. That feels like it may be a bad idea to just hey, grab onto the first. beard fur. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. yeah. It kind of reminded me of the rock creature from the Neverending Story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very '80s style design where it's like we're gonna do a big thing, but it's gonna like we're gonna have to do it. Like, yes. Like, I feel like even the mouth movements, like, were still good for animation, but I feel like they were just a little bit bad on purpose because it was like, we're going to try to do the... There's a little bit of Falcor there. Yeah, like it's... Well, also from Neverlanding Story, in terms of the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's like... The the luck track. Yeah, the... It's uh, all those 80s creatures that, like, that came about in that design. I feel like it was, like, just right from that era of design or, like, the influence of that is a through line, I feel like. That's a fantastic observation. It's interesting that you're saying that the Bendu reminds you of the formations because originally the mystery of Chopper Base was going to be that they built the base on the back of this giant creature and then they, they, uh-huh. ended, up like, they ended up like changing it instead. So it's going to be like, oh, well, we went off somewhere and we came back. It's like, where's our base? Where, what happened to our base? <laughs> uh, and, and then they, they, oh, that's cute. they, they just kind of like, okay, we're going we're gonna to like push that idea out a little bit, just kind of like give him more time. So the voice of the Bendu... Do you have any guesses? Do you have any like inkling on who who could be voicing no, this? Because I, I, I think didn't, I didn't come close. It felt it felt so strangely familiar, but nothing. It's going to kill me when you tell me. I, I mean, I mean, were you a fan of uh, classic Who at all? I've seen I've seen a decent amount. Okay, well, uh, this was yeah. this was the fourth Doctor. This was Tom Baker. Oh my God! <laughs> Tom Baker, whom I will know. I mean, obviously he was a great he was a great Doctor. Actually, the Scarf I'm, Doctor. 
Yeah, he, yes. was, he, was, he was a scarf okay. doctor. Tom Baker, you will remember as the King of the Elves from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, jeez. Yes, who, who has to talk about, you know, you use magic, but we elves are part of it. <laughs> and that's it. And the camera just barrels him. And the mission is just, hey, you sell this. Are you going to do any cool magic? No, no, no. Any effects or any image? No, no, no. Just you saying, saying this. But don't worry, we'll make it even worse for Jerry Maguire or, or whoever the fuck it was that they that they got to play the main dude because he's going to have a, a fantastic dream that we don't have the budget to animate. And so you just tell us about your cool dream, dude. You just you just wake up like like <laughs> like, a, like a drunk frat boy and just tell us about your neat dream. Sorry. No, so, I feel I feel like okay. you did yourself a disservice by not uh, shutting off all of Dungeons and Dragons the movie out of your uh, consciousness. It's, it's it's for the oh best. my god! I saw no it once. no 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 no. <laughs> Jeremy Irons, let the blood rain from the sky. <laughs> well, coke wasn't habits one of the are Wayne not cheap. That one? Am I thinking about the right it was, one? Wasn't there? Yes. Jeez. Oh, so. They had some dwarf that was there. It's a, a dwarf, and it was like uh, talking about like the beards on elf are in dwarf women or something. I don't know. Like just, it's it's best not to remember this movie. He was like he was like Jaxer from Xena. In in Dungeons and Drag, are we losing? We're losing. One. We're wandering farther and farther into yeah, the woods no, of no, obscurity. No, so uh, okay, I'm gonna read the bender here, and I'm just gonna like like just teach you all to just like stay on topic, or at the very least, <laughs> maybe to see, maybe we can get there. Because because see, this, uh? yeah, yeah, this is Kanan like needing to to realize like just the 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 truth in himself, and like that, that's that's what Kanan's story is here. Is he just needs to understand, like, he needs to heal? Yeah, he yeah he. he like, kind of to forgive himself but also just to kind of realize like you're hurting yourself here like you're you're not seeing because you're blinded by your like your own you're projecting your own like pain and everything onto like the spiders on everything else like you're you're just like pain in damn it (laughs) (laughs) i have to deal with sorry you're you're getting too real there i had to do the marvel moment where i made a joke (laughs) hey i'll tell you honestly i don't get what he's learning here and it's because i don't get where canaan's coming from like i have an idea that he's closed himself off but i haven't even got the 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 feeling that that's a problem so i see him going through this journey and learning these things from the bendu who takes his security pylon from him and instructs him to just walk out and see how you relate to the spiders and then you know he, he learns that he's observant but like is he depressed because of his new disability or his loss of utility. Like, I'm not feeling where where Kanan's coming from, so I can't really feel where he's going. But it's actually kind of okay, because the thing that I'm most interested in is how he gets there. This Bendu describes himself as, I mean, he's a force wielder. He rejects the word wield, Mm -hmm. right? That's something that the Jedi and the Sith do. They use the Ashla and the Bogan, which is now finally named. Yeah, yeah. I I paid attention. (laughs) (laughs) And he sits in between. Uh, he claims it is just just like like the deal. Like, I mean, you have to study to be a Jedi, you have to study to be a Sith. Like, but like it doesn't belong to them. Like that, that that's that's like yeah. what Luke said in, in Last Jedi is like it's the height of arrogance to think that like only they can have that only that it belongs to them. It's like because because yeah, like so I mean, yeah. it does make sense. Like some there's there's different like fantasy things where people like aren't even aware of like oh I can do magic. It's just like, I just call it like my right, luck yeah. or I call it like like whatever because it's just like you know it, it's also it's like. Do I want to believe in that knowing there's trouble if, if I do that? Like, I'm just going to, like, no, right. I'm going to tell myself yeah. it's this. I'm going to tell myself it's this. So, like, 
I, I, but I kind of like the idea. It's like I can be sensitive and I can like do that, but I don't have to like. It's it's like martial arts or yoga. There's a lot of skill involved, right? Mm-hmm. Because take kung fu, you know, practiced by monks, right, entwined with religion. There is a narrative that connects philosophy, religion, and these physical practices, and the result is effectively a superpower. Right, mm-hmm. a Shaolin monk is an incredible force. A Jedi is an incredible force, but that doesn't mean like that knowledge is not unique. That knowledge can be learned by anyone. There is yoga. In mm-hmm. fact, kung fu evolved from combat yoga, which is just one of my favorite words to say. Combat yoga. Uh, it was one of those that. cases. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, did, so, did, so, like, did, did you actually like start off in words posing and like actually like do do? do, do. <laughs> I think it was, I was the, trying, I was trying to make a pun out of some Shah forbade weapons, and so they had to come up with better, like, hand-to-hand martial I know you said something cool, Zach, but I'm, I'm sort of <laughs> deep into the you, you were actually explaining. I was making jokes. Uh, so, like, the guards, the palace guards, needed more advanced hand-to-hand combat, and the most advanced, like, physical training was yoga, right? They understood the, the, the musculature and the skeletal structure of the body, and so they could, like, adjust the knowledge of yoga to how do you deliver, like, maximum force through a punch without breaking your bones? Well, we actually have an idea of how the skeleton is aligned, so you probably want to start with your feet, right? Use your leg muscles as well as part of a punch, and like from there, eventually evolve. But anyone can figure this out. Your muscles, the force, it is a power that you can learn to to refine. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a whole lot of different perspectives on it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's arrogant to think that yours is the only one, that only the Jedi religion is the one true path to the force. It's funny that we have this EU character coming in here, and like there was this this arc in the expanding universe, this Legends. Now I know this doesn't matter, but um, I still call it the EU, honestly. Right. So it was Jason who was the solo kid. Jason uh, Solo. Yeah, Jason Solo, who's oh, yeah. kind of the proto Kylo Ren at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had this training with this neutral force observer on Coruscant during the it was the Yuuzhan Vong arc or whatever. So. It was Alien Invaders. It was it, like yes, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I'm not. I didn't like follow the entire thing, but I did follow this one. So anyway, like there was a character like that. I'm like, oh cool. They're taking that idea too of there being like this neutral dude who's just like, like the Force is a lot of aspects here. Like you were not like I'm not a Jedi. I'm not a Sith. I'm not anything. I'm just a guy who's just the Force, whatever. So yeah, yeah. And, and Bendu's cooler though. Bendu's bigger, and Bendu has more yeah. of a design. I want to boop that snoot. <laughs> <laughs> he has such a big juicy nose and he's just so cool he breaks the pylon he's he's just like you know walk out to the spiders sound relates them to you what else i can feel them in the ground their vibrations when they move indeed you are perceptive are they close but then like cannon just like bumps right up against one and he realizes one behind him and he's like oh good you're beginning to see uh, but, but they don't attack him yeah, yeah, and Bender keeps saying, "Well, you're not. You don't see them. You don't see them," and and Kane just doesn't understand. No, it's not Ezra, or the spiders. It's, it's me. Fear, grief, anger. That's how they see me. That's how I see myself. You know, you're causing this. Like th- this, this wasn't happening until like, you, you, you kind of coming here. Like you have this, like. This, this within you, and it's it's causing problems. Whoa, okay, so you're relating this to, like, Ezra, <laughs> is your teen experimenting with Dungeons and Dragons? 
<laughs> right? Wow. Is this a is this an anti-Satanist like anti anti Sith Sithist campaign? The 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 antithesis the antithesis. <laughs> damn it, that's hard to say. You know what I'm trying to say, but it's hard to say. Yeah, the antithesis of Sisyphus is in the. <laughs> okay, we have a lot to learn from this Bendu, and for like. I still don't fully get why these spiders aren't attacking him. Like, I, it suggests that I've there's some pattern in their attacks that I've missed. But that's not like what really matters at this moment because Kanan kind of realizes like I need to go like like rescue my my Padawan, like yeah from the situation that the Ezra is in, which we'll talk about in a second. But also just like from my own neglect, from like the just like yes what my absence has caused. I have to help him with that now. Like, and and I can't I can't focus on my own pain, my own struggle right now, I have to go and, 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 and give him a hand here. Yeah, he took some personal time off and I has to get back and answer all those emails. So. <laughs> oh, it's so much. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that, that, if I saw an out of office was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be out for a few months, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what do I do? I need this. <laughs> Help. Because, okay, so that's, that's kind of why, why Ezra has been drawn to this holocron, you know, without his regular mahjong training with Kanan, he reaches for, I mean, just one rule book can't hurt, can it? <laughs> just, ah, it's just, only a little rule book, it's only a little. You, you only bought, like, one set of dice, right? Like, that's not, that's not a problem. That's not like, a problem. That's not a problem. It's only 3.5, like, it's not even a whole edition. Oh, jeez. 3.5. Okay. okay. We talked about saving the Padawan. Let's go see what trouble the Padawan has gotten itself into. Yeah. Because the answer is, it's a lot. And it just keeps happening like it starts with they're making these hyperspace jumps toward yarma yam, yeah the yarma, yarma system yarma system thank you but they're deep in guild territory and so i was hoping for oh pimped tie fighters and yes they you, deliver you got your exact wish and just because i know that like the nitpicking part of you is going to have this question there, there, there's like different like just navigational obstacles that they just make getting to the yarma system difficult to get to Right. Yes. So, so, so they they have to. You, the only like really like, safe course and coordinates uh, is controlled by the mining guild. So it's like, oh, you want to go to the arm system, huh? Yeah, give us some money, and we can make sure you don't like die getting there. Yeah. Ezra bluffs. Please excuse the intrusion, Captain. We'll be on our way as soon as we calculate our hyperspace jump. Why they don't just pay? I don't fully get. Oh no, they also have to be registered. Yeah, they do that, have to be. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 being registered is the part that they don't want to deal with, but. They have no problem, like, just murdering these people piloting these that are just, they're, yeah. they're not even Imperials. It's, they're like rent cops Private security, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, open fire. I have, Blast like, these two ties. And... <laughs> yeah. What? They got a family support. Yeah, no, you're, you're. No, you're, you're right. You're not wrong, but. I mean, just imagine, this like, is... the guild funeral that's going to happen there. The Austin Powers guards. <laughs> right <laughs> which we laugh now but I was genuinely feeling that especially when wait we should destroy the transport before they contact the empire they probably already have no we're not leaving any witnesses whoa <laughs> the, the no witness coming and even Rex is just like they've already yeah. done oh. like what are you doing like kid kid no <laughs> yeah gosh he's got really evil eyes here as well right he's got fantastic brows and mm. he's had a taste of blood he he wants more he's it's 
He's. I mean, that has been the theme of Star Wars Rebels. It's really weird lines to draw, though. It's like, well, I'll kill the pilots, but like, obviously, we can't kill the transport. It's like, okay, like this is Star Wars, not Star. Hey, let's all get along here, guys. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> at last, Star Peace. Yes, Star Peace. If you're gonna kill some guild members, like, what? What's a few more? Like, if you're already gonna cross that threshold. Like I'm not saying do it, but I'm like, but I'm like, man, like they're like, like, we don't, we don't have to do this. We had to kill the guys who are going to kill us. That, that's fine, actually. I can see it. Never mind. Keep going. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really glad that you're not my older brother, Greg, because I, <laughs> uh, Zach, which one, whatever one you are, the one that's speaking right now, because I, I don't imagine that I would be the, the sort of puckish, happy-go-lucky, uh, you know, <laughs> little delight that I am right now. If you'd blanketed me in your bleak nihilistic vision of the world from, from my swaddling clothes. And so so now you have a better understanding of like the kind of nonsense that I have to deal with. So it's like I, I feel a little like disarmed sometimes when you go from like your more just journal like like positive attitude to just to then just like and here's just like a just a comment of nihilism there. It's like Kaki, what 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 happened? Who hurt who hurt you, Kaki? <laughs> well, among the candidates are, let me see, who do we have? Because we're we're now looking back at the Star Destroyers. Oh, we have Command, oh, Admiral, what's his name? Constantine? We have, we have Constantine with a K. We have Grand Moff Tarkin. Also with a K. Yep, yes. Grand Moff Tarkin has a K in it, yeah. Yeah. Kallus also has a K in it. Oh, yeah, Kallus is there. Then we have the two Kalis people. Not Kalis, the Klingon prop, uh, Kalis, yes. <laughs> um, but instead, we have... Uh, hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. Yes. I like that joke. I, I like it, too. I like it, too. I, I think we both really like that joke. There's also a clone of Kalis, so like it, it all ties together. It's all, you know, Clone yeah, Wars, yeah. and yeah. We have Price and Thrawn show up. Now, when they first premiered Thrawn in a trailer, there's actually like a trailer you can find online. I think it was actually like they mixed in the audience reaction at Celebration to the, the to the official trailer they uploaded. So you hear it's like the Celebration crowd just screaming when Thrawn walks in in, in the trailer. Maximum geekage. Y- y- yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like a million voices screaming out and then just nutting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Keep it classic. <laughs> I, uh, because this, like, I'm I'm not deep into the EU, and even I know about Thrawn, the blue skin, the red eyes, the yes. impassive stare, the perfect poise. He's like the only and alien the in the Empire. Voice. Yes, yep. the famously yes. racist, sexist yep. Empire. Yep. It's like they got the one, they got the token woman, and then it's like yep. all white guys, and then this alien. They did like change him a little bit because like in, in the EU, he was more like mysterious and no one knew about him. This, he is a little more like... He has a rep. Grand Admiral? The Emperor recently promoted me after my victory at Baton. Civilian casualties outnumbered the insurgents at the time. Acceptable margins, Agent Callus. So, do you have any guesses on who the voice is? Oh, I mean, I did have a guess. I don't actually know his name, but he voiced Trevor Goodchild in Eon Flux. That was going to be my guess. Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh no, that's John Lee. There is a John Rafter Lee. Okay, that's why I was thinking every time that you said D. Bradley Baker, I was for somehow think, okay, thinking you're, you're, yeah, John you're, Rafter Lee. Your brain got scared. Yeah, yeah, it does that sometimes. <laughs> this is actually Lars Mikkelsen, so it's it's Mad's brother. <gasps> Ooh, the brothers. 
This yeah. is th- th- it, it, yeah. It's a theme. There's a theme of brothers. <laughs> and he's been on a bunch of stuff. He's been on Sherlock and uh, mm-hmm. House of Cards. You ever seen that? Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that's it's that guy again. He his, yes, I know him from Sherlock. Very good. He, yeah. His voice in this too is just like it's it's so quiet. It's so in control. He's not doesn't have to be big because it just like. Like he his barely whisper. even moves his lips. Yeah, it's, you can just hear the economy of motion. It's so so fantastic. Like I I, I don't remember do what I thought. Do we want to try it? Do we want to see how how this works for a podcast audience? See, this is what you do. You just get really close, and you don't express emotions, and you don't move your lips a lot. You get real close. Zach, do you, you want to? You, you you never get to be able to do this nonsense. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Never get to have any fun. Okay, fine. So there's this cool meeting with... I mean, there's a lot of tokenism here. I do believe Admiral Constantine is the only moustache we've seen in the Empire. So we have the only woman, the only alien, and the only moustache of the Empire. Well, and, and the only mutton chops. Uh, oh, for the empire, maybe that yeah. for the empire. Oh, no, okay, there, there's yeah, definitely okay. mutton chops in the empire. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Inform the Bothan commander. Reporter, Lord Vader yeah. said, no, 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 no. Th- no, there, there are mutton chops in the empire. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm firmly down on that one. <laughs> I, I will send you many, many pictures after this. Yeah, so, so you I can't mean, bother and report yourself. No, I'm not bothering this- report myself. I'm bothering reporting Greg specifically. This is not a podcast thing. I said the right thing. Greg's so, like, no, there's no mutton chops in the empire. No, this, there are. So, so to bring in Thrawn, that, that was something that they, they talked about during like, oh, we could bring him in like season one. It's like, we have to, well, one, we have to earn that. But two, it's like the rebels have to earn it. They have to earn like that kind of response. Like if we're going to bring Thrawn, it can't just be for like, these yeah. plucky little sidekick heroes, basically, because they're not the the Skywalker saga. They're not the main thrust. They're just kind of like there in the background, being being, being helpful. They've got <laughs> their own journey to go on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, of course, this precedes all that. Like it's literally called Rebels. We're seeing it come together. That was yeah, what the entire yeah. second second season was about. Hey, I mean, this well, is this is me experiencing it. Well, yeah, and, uh, and let's find out how they got the Y wings because we go back to the Rebels after Thrawn figures out exactly what they're doing. Taken separately, they may seem unrelated, but Onaka's cellmate was a laborer at our Starfighter reclamation plant in the Yama system. It's but such a parlor scene. It, it, that's, and it would have remained in history until... Is. It's just <laughs> yes. like, it's just a continuous parlor scene. It's like, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like like Harry Selden, Selden meets, meets Poirot. Yeah, there's this... I just like how simple the plan was. The guy that escaped escaped with the guy who worked at a shipyard. It's like it's not that hard to piece together, but like it really isn't. But, but like like if you're only thinking like a regional, no, like, it's 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 a kid show, so it's oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. you know like they have to like simplify whatever. But it's like man, like these these other Empire guys are just dumb. They're <laughs> just so dumb. They're like, well, we've got a big. It's like if you have a really good offense, you don't need a really good defense. Like, I'm there you go. Back. Good callback. Good job. You're a born podcaster, Zach. I'm proud you, of you. Do you, do you see the do you see the nonsense I have to deal with? I have to put up with this. This was really good. You should be proud of your brother. I will never be proud of my brother. <laughs> oh. I will. I will melt your icicle heart one day, and then recoil I in horror at what lurks inside. One, one day, I hope to be have a sincere moment. I don't believe you're capable of sincerity. No. But today is not that day. No, not that day. <laughs> today is an hour of wolves. Death. 
Sorry. Uh, death. I mean, that's more or less what Ezra's trying to charge into. He's just like, he's like, yeah, let's just, let's just go down and uh, oh, they're they're starting to destroy these ships. We can't. Yeah, there's wait. 15 Y wing, uh, 14 Y, oh, 13 Y wings. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the truth of the matter. Like Ezra is right that they have to act now. He's wrong. Like, it's, no, actually, like he's right that they have to act now. He's right that like the Emperor could tra- like track the transmission. But it's like, but you kind of need to just let them know something's happened. It's like you have to yeah. have some way to let them know what's going on. But even Rex says that this wasn't the mission. We're here on a recon, and Ezra showing that uh, uh, that destructive confidence says, no, I know what the, the, the mission was. I'm changing it. I'm in command. Because anything else than, than immediately diving in, these ships are going to be destroyed by the time that they can take any other... Like, they can either retreat or go in. And his option is, let's go get these ships. And everyone follows him. I mean, like, reluctantly a, a, a little bit, but, but he is in command of the mission, and they're... Yes, he is. They, I, I feel like like they, they would have to see like some point to what he's saying, it, like because Rex could just like punch him in the face and knock him out. Like, let's be real, Rex could end this if he really wanted to. But so like, I feel like there there has to be like some some level yeah. of like agreement with like you have a point. I just I have to raise well, my like, objections. Yes, and he said his piece, and it was rejected, and that's okay. It was said, it was considered, and it was overruled. But. What does this look like from Rex's perspective? Because he's worked for a commander that's, you know, a force-sensitive commander who's made increasingly questionable and violent decisions. Yeah, I mean, he's he's also he's also like worked with a child, like that he may not have always like agreed with with like what Ahsoka was saying. He's like, well, I'm gonna like follow what you're follow what you're doing. Like, True. so yeah, like it, it it probably is just like a little bit like second second nature maybe than than him but uh not his first rodeo yeah yeah i i, I just think we need, we need to pick up the pace a little bit so they're flying down they find some droid uh droid yes Hondo mentions that, that three but bigger i was yeah. gonna say yeah, this, yeah. They're, they're buzz droids pro max yeah. plus yes <laughs> <I tell. laughs> they're they're on the same wavelength they're beefy boys yeah, that uh <laughs> Chopper starts blasting one. Uh, another one grabs hold. So Rex po- goes out to start shooting it, but he keeps shooting the armor. He can't get a good shot until yeah. he almost falls out. And Zeb has to like grab him and hold on to him. And that's that was Zeb's another cool last ankle episode. grab. That is a lot of what Zeb did. Was just like, like all right, I'm gonna grab you. Ankle grab. Like, Sabine. Sabine. I can't remember. Sabine. Sabine. It is Sabine. Okay. Yeah. We talked about Sabine last week. Okay. There's a lot of there are a lot of I mean it's a naming convention I guess for the Mandalorian, so And then there's Saltines. Alright, back on track. <laughs> Zach, I I'm experiencing what you're experiencing. Wow, they're just doing they're just doing podcasts on their own. I can still act this is amazing. It's like no work at all. See, I was barely paying attention to any of this though, because I saw Admiral Jeremy. Commander Titus, we have a perimeter breach. Dismantler droids have been activated. It could be the rebels Governor Price warned us about. Now named Commander or Commander Titus or whatever. He's back. Yeah, he's got yeah. his, Jeremy his Titus. Sideburns. Which, 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 like, Ezra comments later on, it's like... Last time we met, you were captain of a top-secret Star Destroyer. Now you run a junkyard? Yes, but now that I've got you, I'm going to be... Now, prepare for another demotion, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, this really cool sequence. So, the atmosphere of Yarma is is all cloudy and toxic, and it sort of reminded me of the dust clouds around the Atticus Rex. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that. It also reminds me of visually. It, it's very Bespin like yes, to me. Yes, yes. Like, it, the colors and, and, as well. It's a slightly more ochre, but yeah. And we even have Ugnaughts because they land, they actually like land underneath and like do a magnetic lock thing again with the Phantom. We, we see them just kind of climb up and Hondo starts speaking Ugnaught, which yes. I love. So I love good. I love the idea of just sweet Jim Cummings just like in there like <laughs> making making like Hondo pig noises is basically what he's doing. <laughs> it sort of reminded me of when in, in Solo when uh, Han, Han Solo played by Alden Ehrenreich spoke Wookiee. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous. I don't have a great accent, but I have to, you know, I'm trying. I, was a good, I speak was a, a little. It was an elective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I took root in uh, college. What was it? Exactly. I took root as an elective? Is that the. Yes, the, yeah, 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 yeah. You speak root, So. They've got to figure out a way to unlock these ships so that they can escape with it. And also, they have to be refueled and the security needs to be taken down because they're dipped down into the storm. They're off the the Imperial scanners. So they have a little bit of room. Ezra says that he's taking Rex to take care of the control tower, which is important for their escape. There is a good moment because Ezra just just kind of gets gets frustrated by by like oh we have to refuel and and Rex Rex does give him just like some actual good advice of just like not the first complication won't be the last let's get to work he, he still is trying Sabine to be like well. supportive like it's it's a really good moment yeah we don't get to see like much more of them interacting because Sabine and Zeb are, are getting uh, hit by the the Buzz Droid Max yes the, that's right Promass XL yep the Maxi Buzz I like that yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Who, the, who, who, like C minus? <laughs> like, the, yeah. damn. Jokes having grades. Damn. I'd, Look, it's not going to affect I'd, your average like, too yeah, much. You, your average you, you is pretty passed, great, but you know, you're not, you're not excelling. You're better. And that was your Chopper, only one. Chopper gets like, oh my god, zapped really hard. Yeah, like, I thought he died. He gets clamped and crushed and thrown down. It's a good thing the Y-Wing was there, otherwise Chop would have just, like, fallen to his death. Because, oh yeah, everything that, like, falls beneath a certain level, like, explodes. Explodes! This is fun. Cool planet you've got here. Also, why is this where you've got your junkyard? Right? Why do you have a whole sort of laser thing to blast these ships? Because that's what they're doing. They're melting them down. Why not just drop them? Because if you melt it down, you can still, like, reuse the stuff. If it's just, like... Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I, I, I saw the Y-Wing poop at the end there, so, like, it was, like... The, see, that to me felt like, okay, this is stuff that we can't really, like... that, that Like, we, we filtered out the stuff that wasn't, like, metal. It could just be, like, melted down and, like, separated out again. Like, I that's, just think it's funny that the Empire is so big into recycling. It, They're pretty green. We've seen that before. Well, I mean, like, like, like yeah, you, lasers, you, right? you, you, you kind of yeah. have to, though. Like, you build, like, all this stuff. Like, we still need, like, these ships. Hey, let's just... We're either going to reuse it or we're going to melt it down and take what we, like... What? Yeah, we're going to make sense. ships out of other ships? We're not rebels. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the okay. rebels did a good job of melting down that first star, uh, the star, and then you know they reused those parts, scraped off the imperial bits. <laughs> we we, we like, built the second Death Star, right? Sometimes, literally, because they're just like, oh, that's that's Jeremy. Yeah. No, uh, speaking don't do of that. Jeremy, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jeremy does like activate, like well, reactivates the. 
The magnetic locks. Conveyor belt, like, just... It, it, it's, it's when really he s- recognizes Sabine, which, yes. hey, she's had a glow-up. <laughs> like, wouldn't you recognize that that is a completely different artistic young Mandalorian woman? I mean... I think art was introduced in the series, so there's the only artistic oh, yeah. Mandalorian person. And then, like, well, later visual on, like, art. I mean, they did have right, visual art. Yeah, yeah. Certain but, type of I music. Mean, Din Djarin's face is a work of art. Who? What? Which one? Whoa, Pedro Pascal. Yes, I mean, it's <laughs> Mando. I don't know his name. They say his name like three times. In in the Mandalorian, there's like actual like graffiti on things, and that was like the first time they had graffiti. Uh, yeah, yeah, like they actually so like excellent. But they, besides they, Rebels, because Satine, yeah, Sabine. Sabine was doing. <laughs> I'll never remember. Yes, I'm sorry. she's the artist. But she was she was tagging things up, you know. Yeah, yeah they, they actually they actually like like paints, and they're like they start painting. It was like you know you need like actual graffiti people to come in here, so they were actually like had actual like graffiti artists like doing it in Arubesh and everything. And I oh, love that's that. brilliant. Like, it, yeah, it's fantastic. So. Hondo, meanwhile, has recruited these other Ognauts, claiming that they're there to liberate them. He says that I am a friend of Turba, which, hmm. Well, okay. that's one way to, to, to put it. And, and he has recruited these Ognauts into, like, ultimately their contribution is zero, other than flipping a certain switch early on, because after this, Hondo just tags along with Ezra until the first opportunity to escape which he seizes and off into space, him and his new Ugnaught bodies. Yeah, Hondo, Hondo's going to look out for Hondo. Like, that, that, like yes. Ezra's not even surprised when he sees Hondo flying up. He's just, he kind of like, just has a like smile on his face and he's just like shaking his head. He's like, yeah, yeah, fine. Like, I see how it is. Hondo gonna Hondo. Hondo gonna <laughs> Yes. And he's, uh, I mean, they've seen that Zeb and Sabine are in trouble with the, uh, the Buzz Droids plus plus. So he sends Rex back to uh, to help them, and he's going to solo this mission. Yeah, and Rex grabs onto like a forklift, basically, and just ramming into crane the, fight. Just, yeah, he's he's doing what, what I think like anyone who's ever operated like a crane digger wants to do, which is just like just destroy something with it. Like just I once saw a dance performance. It was a, on on television. I saw a dance performance with <laughs> cranes and diggers. It was choreographed by a ballet choreographer and was performed by expert drivers. It was breathtakingly beautiful. It was that so gorgeous. Sounds so stupid in the best possible way. I need to see. I have to find this now. Like that sounds it's glorious. Absolutely the precision, amazing. Precision. The elegance. These drivers are fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So he's making his own sort of dance art, and Ezra makes it up to the command center where Admiral Jeremy. I'm not calling him Titus. Yeah. Come I even I, I even have in my notes like like okay like his name is is Brom Titus. Jeremy is a better name. Right. <laughs> Jeremy is a better name. And not even, like, it's not even a Star Wars Jeremy with a silent K or whatever. It's just Jeremy. It's, just, it's, it's like Luke. It's like Star Wars Jeremy. Yeah. It's Jeremy with a G. Jeremy, yes. G-E. Yeah. That's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard one. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's, it's like it's like chair so with a G. Jeremy. <laughs> Awful. What are you? Where are you going? I want to support you, but I just, I just don't know. Which cliff are we jumping off now? Well, it's going to be the, the just like the station itself because like, Titus for like as this episode's happening, like I just, I like I'm just like, why would you tell him that? Because <laughs> yes. Sorry, but I've sabotaged the control unit. The only way to unlock the bombers is to cut power to the entire station. Why would? 
would you tell him that? Just tell him there's no way. <laughs> and and it just kind of like walks like five feet behind him, just like, okay, wait. <laughs> Swing. <laughs> We've got we're, like I like our chance. It's like d- destroys the thing behind him. It's like I don't know about yours. It's like it's this is a bane moment. Like, <laughs> what's a bane moment? Crashing this plane with no survivors. That one. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like it's like. Oh, it'd be incredibly. Expect one of us in the rush. Oh, or, or it'd be incredibly painful for you. For you. Oh, I love his voice. I could go. I could have a podcast just about like cool voices that no one would listen to. <laughs> Greg, wait, hold on. I did not know how to read this scene because, on the one hand, it's kind of cool. Ezra says, "Well." I trust my friends, and he takes out this uh, this reactor, which Jeremy is worried about. Like you're you're dooming us, you're killing us and yourself. And he says, "Well, you better get running." Like this, that's kind of a cool scene, mm-hmm. but whoa, it's also horrifying. Yeah, he's got some Holocron influence going on there. He's under the influence. Right? Yeah, he's accepting a lot of death. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, like we, for... we've seen him just like pull out a blaster and just like shoot troopers like point blank before. Like, I mean, like, yeah. like, because 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 he, he 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 didn't rebuild like the the gun saber. He has a more traditional saber now. It's green, and he has a blaster. It's yeah. actually um, it's actually better to have two tools that do like two separate things and one tool that does both things. Yeah, and, and, and we, so. we we even we even see him. Doing that. We, we see him. We see him blasting. No. We, we, <laughs> We, no. we, we we see him shooting and like deflecting at the same time. I mean, it's 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 the Kyle Katarn move, really. Well, no, is what no one, it is. I mean, Ezra's initial thing was a spork, and we still yes. have knives and spoons. Like the spork is not a superior cutlery item. It's just it's a spork. It's like I guess Did you I'll mean have a fork. This. You said knives and spoons. Did you mean a fork and spoons? All right, uh, somebody has to send me a bathroom report for this one. I want <laughs> tens of thousands of bathrooms to die for the spoon. I think it's snork. <laughs> How do you get what's I mean, you've got the you've got uh, the spork, uh, the, 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 the handle the needs spice, to be knife. The handle needs to be the, knife. So you the can knork. And what's in the middle of that Venn nightmare? Chopper. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Solved. So speaking of chopper, he's back up and running. They they've refueled the Y wings, and chopper like there's been a name for it at some point. I just remember if it was in Star Wars or if it was in something else. But I think it was like a sympathetic circuit or like a sympathetic link to like basically make like all of them. All, like he's Chopper's controlling all the Y wings, like information. Yeah, I love this moment because mm-hmm. Chopper, tap into the relay navigation system. I need you to remote pilot those four ships. Yes, you're getting in a Y wing too. A Y wing is what he crashed in. Oh, geez, that's right. Yeah, that is what. It, yeah, right, so, uh, man. Oh, poor Chopper. He, he, needs some, he needs some trauma therapy. Yeah, he doesn't love the idea of being in a Y-Wing. That's probably the last time he was in a Y-Wing is when he, his commander crashed and, and, and Hera found him. He's got some memories. Chopper needs some me time after this. Definitely like, feel bad for a droid. We, we know they're not human. Zack. Oh, droid Zach. bigotry. <laughs> no, you cannot. Oh, this can't be you, Zack. No, no not, come not back Chopper, to me. Not Chopper either. No, like, no, no Chopper. No, I, I, I love droids. I'm just, I'm just you're, you've, you have three cats in this house. You you, you are used to the droid type temperament. <laughs> you, I, I only say that because I know, I, know, I know that Kaki has a very like deep love of droids and is a droid rights activist. You, you, so. you, 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 so you have a joke. 
You have Eepers, who's a mouse droid, who just likes to run away from everything. You have, <laughs> you have Kondo, who's, I would say Kondo's like K2. He's he's grumpy, and he can be violent, and he's very large, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm petting you, don't resist, or you're petting me, don't resist, that's what we have. <laughs> and what would Ari be? Ari would be like R2 or something. That, that feels about right. Just a, just, a, just a basic, like, sassy droid, who's also kind of, like, cute and cuddly. Yeah. But, not cuddly. But, 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 can be, cuddly. But, but can be, like... Violent when 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 she needs to yeah. be. R two is violent. R two is violent. <laughs> okay. uh, he's not Chopper though, is he? No, Chopper's like genocidal violent. Yeah, but he he gets in the Y wing, cyberfucks oh. it. So now he's in command of all the Y wings. That's got to be a little bit scary for uh, Rex and Sabine to just be ride alongs. I could see like Rex and Sabine and 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 Zeb actually having control over them, but. I mean, that, that's, that's like really not like the point of it because they go up to space and the Empire is there to meet them with force. Whoops, because yes, Jeremy called Governor Price. Oh, by the way, we get a close-up of, of Sabine. The glass on her helmet looks great. It's got this inexplicable vertical reflection in it that comes from nowhere, but it's just cool. It's the same kind of a thing where like, okay, where does Spider-Man's web attach? Like... Look, yeah. let's not focus on that because it just looks cool. Like, we don't need to worry about that. It just looks cool. But see, in animation, you can sort of do that. In live action, you kind of have to make that work. Like, you can't just have reflections coming out of nowhere. So, I mean, this is such an iconic reflection. Tell that, that to J.J. Uh, Abrams in Star Trek. <laughs> what, which part are you talking about just now? No, but like, the, the, the light's just coming out of nowhere just to look look cool. Well, yes, yes, but you actually have to place those lights, right? So if you want to, if you want to film a, 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 a Mandalorian, I know you're mocking me, but I, just, I don't care. I'm sort of watching over that. No, <laughs> you've, you've got to have some kind of strip light that that comes in, or like in uh, oh, sticking with Kate Blanchett when she was an elf, right? The first time that we see her in uh, oh, in Lost Oh, yeah, yeah they, they had like a ball of lights like reflecting in Kate Blanchett's eyes when she's Galadriel, and it was like yep. Just really cool and 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 just, just kind of get the eye the eye reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they want to just kind of seem like there's like stars and like just like eternity <clears throat> in her eyes. It was, it was a really cool effect. So space battle, and this is where I went. Okay, so the the episode budget has increased, hasn't it? Because we've got this this station battle and a space battle and all and all of these gun battles and there's there's just so much going on. I, I mean, I mean, like, like they almost certainly did get an episode increase, but it also like they, I mean, we've seen them like just doing more with less. I mean, like it's definitely not at the Clone Wars level. It is definitely not like at that budgetary level. But you can just see like they're doing. They've kind of maximized like how much they can do and how far they can stretch themselves. Like. Yes, at a lower and it's budget. all gorgeous. And, oh yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Like we we we've talked about the explosions. Like, we could still talk about every single explosion, but like they're all gorgeous. They fly the Y wings and they they land them. Well, yeah, because I mean they get into space, get into a scrape with the Imperials. Okay, let's get out of here. Chop, set the coordinates in the Navi computer. What? There's no hyperdrives. They must have removed them. So the Y-wing shouldn't be able to fly because there there is so much maintenance required to like get one of those things off the ground, mm-hmm. and they're about to be scrapped. They probably have their engines and stuff taken out of them. Like in, in general, right? In, like I I I was in the Air Force, and there were people that would maintain planes, and it's like yeah, anytime you fly the plane, you get like twelve hours of maintenance on the thing, or like or whatever. It's 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 a lot of like downtime right, yeah. to do it. They refueled and everything, but it's like it's like 
they did check the hyperdrive. They definitely need to do all like the, the checks or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, man, yeah. Like, they, they shouldn't be able to fly. I'm, I'm amazed that the lasers worked on that thing. But Re- yeah. I mean, I mean, realistically, yeah. especially if they were just like sitting there mothballed, like you, you're like, who knows like what the, what happened like to the, to those yeah. batteries or whatever. Yeah. We have this really fantastic moment with Thrawn because they communicate with him and Price is kind of like relaying like what's going on and Thrawn is kind of like, That is not the rebel fleet. Break off your attack and allow them to escape with their meager reward. I really like this moment because it really does start to like just set Thrawn apart as like, he's not like the other Imperials who who are all like, what are you, you let them get away or you let them like have this? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's an immediate way to just tell the audience like, this is a different kind of enemy. This isn't just like another Imperial, it's just another like brute force. Like he will let you like think you've won. He will let you think that you've got this before like, like. Didn't we get that with Tarkin already? And then also with Vader? I'm not being mean here, but I remember this distinctly like the end of season one, introducing Tarkin that, oh, here comes a a new kind of strategist who thinks on a grander scale. And he does. And then Vader did that as well. So, and so now I would say that the difference there is that Vader's doing his own thing. Vader's like, he's a very specific weapon. Tarkin, Grand Moff is like a political ranking. So like, that's a very specific, like, right. he, he has political stuff to deal with. He's, he can't be boots on the ground all the time. Yep. Yep. Whereas Thrawn can. Thrawn can, he does, fact, have, that kind of, he does yeah. have, kind of have that background. He can like really focus on that. I he's mean, a mission leader. Yeah. The kind of favors that Price, who is the governor of the Lothal system, that we've heard that at just in the as a like background noise throughout, like yeah, yeah, he, governor he have, like, Price, some yeah. kind of like political weight or just like like favor to call with Tarkin to be able to pull Thrawn in because like that's a get, yeah, that's a ringer, yeah. When they're gonna think that that Tarkin, because Tarkin was there and around this area, he was able to bring Thrawn in, who can like micromanage the situation a lot better than Tarkin being like, mm. I'm looking at the bigger stuff. I got a Death Star to oversee. Um, I got to talk to this guy over here who's like running, uh, yeah, you know, the what, what Rogue One thing. He's got to like coordinate with Krennic. The Citadel, Krennic, yes, Krennic, yeah. Oh, Krennic. Oh, yeah. yes, so very like, good. I, I have to get over here. They're gonna do this test soon. I've got a lot of like irons on the on the uh, you know irons on the. Was it was it the griddle fire? Yeah, yeah. coals in the fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, fire. And, and, and Darth Vader's like you know like he's playing in his open sandbox world of like the Star Wars universe, being like, all right, well I'm gonna go over here now. I'm gonna go over here now. I'm gonna kill you know like whatever. Like he's I'm gonna I'm gonna do some, <laughs> gonna do some cis shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, so and and Thrawn just like I'm gonna all slide right. into a lot of fanfic. <laughs> That's what well. I'm gonna do. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, so, so. so Thrawn Thrawn just uh, Thrawn can focus in on these rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the rebels. Why did they show up again? Oh, yes, yes. Ghost Inspector 6, you missed check-in. Where are you? Hey! Still in the armor system, Hera. Yeah, no, getting some great recon. It's so busy, no time to talk. Bridger, out. I can't make it to work today. I'm, I'm totally sick. And in the background, you just hear, like, amusement park noises and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin screams and splashes and just... No, and then, t- like, your boss comes to rescue you, like, you know, a good boss would, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Boss so does or Kanan. Like, like parental figures, and and like when they're going off to do that, Hera sees Kanan sitting sitting in the, in the co-pilot seat, and she's like, "Oh, it's good to have you back." And he has has like slight little smile on his face, and like it's just it's just nice to just see them again. And they, when yeah. they're there, they quickly realize like, "Wait, where's Ezra? Where's where where's the where's the little one gone?" <laughs> because yeah, he ordered everyone off in the Y wings, and I'll take the Phantom. Mm-hmm. But the Phantom is not there to take 
Oh! Yes. So, oh. so, so you will appreciate this. The writer who pitched the destruction of the Phantom, for the rest of the season, that writer was called the Phantom Menace by the rest of the team. <laughs> I was about to make that joke, and then I was like, wait, wait, I'm going to see where this goes. <laughs> they were yeah. way ahead of you. The station is falling, and Ezra's like clinging there to the side. Very Luke Skywalker at the end of Empire. Yes, yes, yes very, very much. Like you, you've, you've the the wind Crying. going, like, like it's it's this very, very dramatic thing, and everything's gone wrong. Kanan, where are you? He's finally acknowledging like the limits of his command. Yes. He's not yeah. so independent. He actually still needs help. And what's actually funny is like like one that they're just like falling sequence, and, and it's like. They recorded it and then like they got all the animation back and they're like, "Hey, you're at like a seven. We need you at a ten. <laughs> it's just not nearly as intense like for the rest of the scenes. Like you went big. We still need bigger because it just does not match like the rest of it. It's just and it's just sometimes you have to just like make sure it actually. I like how this 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 catch sequence is a callback to Chopper being caught by Ezra at the beginning of the episode. Symmetry. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. very good. It's okay, I've got you! Go ahead! Let go! Although, like, Ken doesn't use the force like I was expecting him to. He's just like, like, Ezra lets go, and Ken just- Doesn't he? And, like, no, no, he, 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 he- No, to sense where, where Ezra, because he, you know, well, Ezra he, gets he, blasted up by the wind, he, and he grabs on him. He doesn't use the force to grab him, which is what I was expecting him to just, like, grab him, like, lift him, and, like, pull him in or whatever, instead of just, like, oh, letting sorry, go, yes. and Ken just kind of, like, He's he's sensing sensing sensing. He like reaches up and like grabs his arm and like pulls him in. And it's this, it's this really fantastic uh, moment. But the, during this whole scene, I was just distracted because they start diving down and Cannon's running up the hallway. So I was like, well, wait, maybe there's like they still have, like gravity facing down in the ship. But then like when they're going down, they're sideways in the hallway. So it's like. What has happened to gravity here? Like you have like it's, the Inception sequence where like Kanan starts running yes, the, the whole walls. Way. Like, don't just don't ask. I know. I know. It's like, like, like asking. I know. This is like like being, This is like being dumb, nitpicky type stuff. It's like I'm confused now. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Like it's, it, I still love this moment, and it's just a good moment where it's just like you know you're back. Like just getting to see like that that Kanan that Kanan is back. Like Kanan is 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 impacted. And we, I mean, you can still get the feeling like he's not just gonna be like fixed and like just 100% better but like he can get back into the saddle a little bit he can like they're just, they're going just, to have a different relationship now yeah and yeah. it's because of like they've both changed Ezra has is is continuing to grow like physically and, and in his experience oh I'm so glad you said that I'm so glad you said that so so when there's a musical moment that I noticed here with Kanan's leitmotif. When Kanan's sitting there starting to, like when we first see Kanan, you hear a little bit of his leitmotif, but it's unresolved. It's the par- first part Ooh. of his leitmotif and it doesn't finish. And the only time you hear it actually finish in this episode is when he's talking to Bendu and it's just like, I, I know what I have to do. Like when he's had that moment of clarity, like that's yeah. when his leitmotif like finally resolves and we finally start to hear it. I, I noticed that it was the coolest thing and I just I just wanted to call out to that because it was just so so cool. And also I'm sure that anyone that like is obsessed with Kanan's light motif, uh, Sheriel, would <laughs> scream at me if I did not. Um, <laughs> Send a Botham report because you missed it. It was such such a fantastic moment. Also musically, yeah. just another thing to to call out is Thrawn's 
music is an organ like they're like it's like an old yeah, organ like playing it's, it's so it's, gothic it, it, it as actually i was gonna say it's gothic and it's just like it's fantastic i love it like it's not like the sith choir it's not like the big like brass marching of the imperials but it's like it's something kind of in between and it's it, i love right, it yeah and we close with uh, with two final scenes as the rebels retreat and one is hera giving uh, uh ezra another dressing down and once again He's not fully accepting it. I'm sorry. Okay, I messed up. As a leader, you have a responsibility to Phoenix Squadron. You almost got your team and yourself killed. And... I know. And because of that, I'm going to have to suspend your command. Yeah, which... And... It's the right call. <laughs> it's... Yep. Zeb and Sabine, who are also there, as they have been throughout this episode. Like, yes, Zeb and Sabine, also there, is their great contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sabine's saying, Sabine saying, like, oh, we, you know, the, the, these white wings are going to be, like, really great for us. Like, oh, they're not for us. They're for General Dodonna's unit. Dodonna's, yes. And, okay, so, so, so he's you, getting you his hair did, but as soon as, as soon as he's, he's back from the barber, from his fantastic sort of eggshell side parting, or whichever, no, wait, wait, no, whichever, d- d- which one is he? Dodonna was the, the, the he's, He's got the he's the old guy white guy he's got white hair yeah he's the old he's the yeah. white guy in Star yeah. Wars yeah that's yeah. gonna I mean he's a, he's got white hair like oh this, he's yeah, got yeah. the gray, gray beard as well right yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, yeah he's the one that we saw giving the briefing the before Fox. they attacked the Death yeah. Star the uh, Princess Leia will now give the rest of the briefing he's that guy no more than two meters right. like he yeah. says meters kind of funny too like yeah he's, he's got to that's <laughs> also by the way uh, when Hera was like hey we're just gonna give these white wings to, to General Dodonna I'm like why are you telling your your splinter cell rebel group your whole plan here if they capture yeah. any of you yes this no is this information but, they can take out of you but, well but but at the same time like like even i mean like like they kind of know a little bit more now that just like there is like a broader plan here i mean like because that was what sabine wanted to know was like is there a larger plan like so it i mean it's kind of like this is something that like i've had managers do before just like hey like i just i'm gonna tell you like a little bit more just so you kind of like have a bigger picture of like yes and what's, they've been, they've what's been going on like you don't more. need to know everything but like you need to know like there's more stuff going on here. Like, there's, there's, like, I'm going to trust like, you with this. Sato talked about that in the opening briefing. Ah, oh, those Y-Wings will be handy for our next mission objective, which is destroying the factory on Lothal. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. Because Horrible. compartmentalizing information is just no. so passe. Also, I'm sure that when Hera called down to Ezra, it's like, those communications could be, you know. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean... Hey, where are you? You didn't come back for curfew. Yeah. Mom. Sorry, mom. I'll be back on. I'll be back on Gorel shortly. <laughs> Oops. Just, I mean, just, uh, just closing the property base. damage. Just keep calling it Gorel. Just no matter where the base is, just just keep calling it Gorel. That's all you need to do. Yes, Commander Sato. I know he's a liability, but he's also got a very poor memory, so it works out. <laughs> And the the last scene is it's a very short one. It's Ezra and Kanan mm-hmm. looking out over the the dunes and rocks, and we see Ezra smile. I should have told you I was using the Sith holocron. I wanted to believe it could help us. We don't need that thing. We'll find another way. I'm actually getting a little bit emotional about this moment. Like, there's a little hint of addiction on the side of Ezra when he mm-hmm. uh, he asks about the uh, the holocron which yeah, he claimed but- not to need but what did you do with it? Can I see the ring one more time? 
should very much like to hold it one more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that is exactly what it is. It is it's, it's right. Bilbo uh, knowing he's about to die, going, yeah. Well. But then it analogy falls apart happened. a little bit. Then analogy falls apart. But yeah, yeah, like it's kind of like the, that seductive power, just like, hey, like maybe, maybe, where is it? It's safe. Yeah, but where is it? I, I want it. Yeah. I want it. We don't it, need it. It's shiny. We I, don't need I, it. I, I like the way that voice makes me feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel nothing when I kill a bunch of people. So, yeah. 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 Then the voice is finally quiet and tells me that I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, um, one more thing. I wanted to thank you for coming back. I'll always come back. I know. Right, thank you for coming back. It's not just, like, coming to rescue me, but also coming back from wherever you were, uh, like, emotionally. Just, yeah. It would be hard for them to tell a story if Kanan was, like, really in the midst of that depressive state. I mean, because you could just kind of do it, like, like montage style, just kind of, like, show and then, like, try to connect with him. But, like, I like how they did it here, where it's it's just really, like, inferred and implied that just, like, they they... You know that they would try to to reach out to him, try and get help from him, and everything. But like, he's yeah. just he's not there to be able to 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 give that to them. So it's like it's just a nice way to like tell you without showing you, which feels right. like yes. bad writing. But like, no, sometimes <laughs> sometimes like it makes sense to just like leave it be inferred instead of just like showing you everything. Like you, you don't need to see it to just get like the 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 weight of it. And yeah, it's also like if we're talking like kids, it's also just like. It, if you're struggling, like you can reach out and talk to people, and I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing like a suicide prevention shirt today, but like it, it just it, it I mean, it, it's on my mind. I, I can see it in my even, reflection. I can see it. In my, on the I Zoom hadn't call. even clocked that. Like yeah. I know that it says hope, and the it's and the for, word oh is for, like a, it's from a, a American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for doing the stream. They sent me that. You get swag for that. The I, addition to saving lives. I have no idea why Whoa. they decided to give me anything. I don't deserve anything. No, that's very cool. Can you get someone to air-brush a new above that, or yeah, is that a, a new bad hope. taste? Because I mean, that's I where have, I thought that I have an airbrush kit. Okay, yes. <laughs> and also access to Photoshop. Two things that I think are too much power for a, a boy your age to wield, but okay, <laughs> apparently things are a little bit different over in the States. Well, we're at the end of another episode. We're at the start of another season. Who do you want your tie to be about, Cocky? Or what do you want your tie to be about? That's easy. Hondo and the Hondettes. Like, what are they up to? What is his new plan now that he has a crew of Ugnaughts who believe that he is Hondo the Liberator? Which, which, like, we, we, didn't, we didn't really talk about the Ugnaughts too much, but, like, they, they all have, like, right? like, there's, like, a Mike Tyson style, like, a face he has tattoo a face on tat. one of them. Uh, and they were they referred to by numbers, and I thought of the prisoner, I am not a number, I'm a man, which is very a, good. Yeah. A free man. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to know, like, what are, what do they get up to? Like, I've asked I'd this before. I'd, I'd watch a series of shorts with that. Exactly. If it's like a series of shorts where it's like I can just like watch like little like five minute little like yeah. episodes of like what nonsense Hondo is like. I just give me a Hondo mini series, I'd, like I'd, just I'd, a Hondo like yeah. like short I'd, I'd little watch episodes. Vignettes of Hondo getting yes. into trouble. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No, nope, not Hondo. Hondo and the Ugnaughts. That yes, is. Yes. Yeah. I, no, like, 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 that too. Yes. Yes. Right. Because he's totally the kind of person who can accidentally liberate a planet. 
right? He can accidentally fix a horrible religious schism and then make off with this golden icon that filled with gems and rubies. And then everybody else realizes, oh, yeah, but we were focusing on the material and we should have, like, the real gem is our friendship and unity as a people. Okay, Greg, and if we go to the wardrobe department, whom will you be wearing? I honestly did, I, I, I did not even think about this at all, so now I have to panically start to think about it. Hey, everybody's new. I know. That's the thing. It's like every Absolutely single one. everybody. Is, no, no. I, okay, okay. I, I'm Before I even touch on anyone else, I'm going to stick with the spirit of ridiculousness that mine have been. <laughs> And I want to be the yes. Buzzdroid Plus Plus. I want to be yeah! like, just, just just in a huge thing, just like <laughs> yes, two scale around the huge, huge. I mean, they're really cool. They've even got this like sort of glass cylinder with with junk inside. That's their their midriff. That'd be so no cool. One, like that, that is definitely a thing where it's like okay, I can go like probably outside the convention. I don't even think I could get inside the doors. Like, the loading dock, maybe? <laughs> but like, <laughs> Yeah, you sort of have to assemble it in the atrium, and that's where you live now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Have, have to have thing, thing like, mushrooms out. So, Zach, like, do you have anything you want to tie in about? Or do you have, like... like we... Zach, no, I have, a, I have a question. Oh, oh, good. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah you. no, you, I've been thinking about this. Me. You wanted to talk about this episode with with Greg and with with me like yes. what was it that made this episode so so iconic to you so when i was i think we talked about this like a few months ago when before Greg reason was going to come out here i said i, I would like to do the throne episode even though i don't didn't remember all the beats to it because yeah. when he gets introduced that's when i that that's the moment when i was like I need to watch I need to, this. I need to start yeah. watching this. And it may have been like a week or two after like he got introduced, but I was like, then I like binge the entire thing and then I, I caught up with it. Then I'm like, no, more binging. I have to wait week <laughs> to week. And I have to wait like, you know, wait the next, like, I think that I had to, I think I got, I was, I caught up in this season. So like, because they, they honored the, the legends and they were, you know, it was like, oh, this is in good hands. Like whoever's making the show, whatever decisions they're making. And like, it's like, I feel like they've, because they're respecting like some some stories that I that I like grew up with, whatever. It, it doesn't feel like it's as quite like I don't want to say like a betrayal, but just it doesn't it doesn't like it, it takes away some of that hurt. I would maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I mean, th- there is like all the post Return of the Jedi world was like well trod territory, and then it's like now it doesn't exist, and I'm like okay, but like all the things that I know, <laughs> I, yeah, I I I still feel that way. But they, and, but they but they've been reincorporating bit by bit. It's like not everything comes back, but it's like oh, if it's good, it's gonna come back. Like like this, this cool thing that was here that like I mean I mean there's there's definitely been moments where like when because I know they they're starting to like incorporate some things. Like I really got hopeful with with Rogue One that like they were gonna because. Cassian crosses arms. He's wearing a similar jacket that Kyle Katarn was doing, and I misheard Jin Erso as Jan Orr's sir, which is what Kyle's pilot ah. is called. So I was like, "Oh, they're gonna do this," and then like that's not where they went at all. And like, so I, I kind of disappointed myself for a little bit, and then I like, just watched the movie anyway, and I was like, "Okay, this is a great movie anyway." So like, I just like it really that, is yeah. So, so like like my like my hype went down when I realized that my stupid like. <laughs> mishearing Aww. things was completely and, wrong and the ghost is in uh, Rogue One too like, yeah it's in the background just being there and so is Chopper yeah so it's Chopper and Hera appear in, in Rogue well, One well you, you hear she's you mentioned hear, yeah 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 the so, voice yeah the voice yeah so so it's it's it, wait you hear her voice no, no you, it's just no, her you, name right? you just hear the voice saying General Sindula yeah. or General Commander Sindula, Sindula, Sindula yeah. whatever yeah she's, on, she's on the comms yeah 
but she doesn't appear in the full Twi'lek. No, but again, does she speak? Yeah, she speaks in the movie. I'm I don't remember sure. this. Do you not remember? Oh, it's a, I thought... Oh, Bothans! 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 I mean, like, I feel like it'd be unfair if I did a Bothan report on my own thing, so anyone else can feel free to correct me on this one, but I'm pretty sure Hera would speak... Hera had, like, one line, maybe, but it was, like, on the cons, being like, you know, just, you know, like, ghost or... I don't know where it was, but... Hunting season, people! Vaya con Dios, you have my blessing this one time. Yeah. Zach... This is such a great app. Ep- like, I would not have guessed that it was that it was Thrawn. I guess because Thrawn is not such a and, and the EU is not such a big part of my life. I figured that it, like, if I had to guess, it was the the Bendu. As soon as the Bendu arrived, like, I figured, okay, this I mean, must the, the be the Bendu. The Bendu is the great addition. Oh, like the fantastic. Bendu. The Bendu is one thing that I'm like, oh man, like this is the the thing that I want to see more of is like this like giant creatures this forced like pseudo spiritualism thing where yeah. it's like like here is like our philosophy or whatever yeah because um, this is like this is a new dimension of the force in in terms of star wars as far as as far as we know which has always been you know the jedi versus the sith and the the skywalkers versus anyone who isn't a skywalker or you know skywalkers versus palpatines Palpatine, yeah. and this this is an entirely different like avenue of yeah. philosophy of the force like it's it's captivating it 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 really does set up like the last i don't know the last half of it is this like the like season three or so is it four seasons yeah it's four yeah so it's it's the last half of of the entire show where you do you do get Uh, um, do you want to do you have the air horn there in case he accidentally says something i'm I'm not I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna be good but like it does set up that there's like a i mean like it it sets it off on a on a good footing you have You have Thrawn introduced, you have Bender introduced, and it's it's just like because I, I the the setup for everything before this, I mean, and like and there are some good episodes in there. Don't don't get me wrong, but it's like it, it's stuff that we've kind of seen before with Clone Wars and so forth. But this is where it's like like they're taking their big step forward and being like, we are our own yeah. thing. This yes. is it's based yeah. on some drawings, Chewbacca and stuff, whatever. But it's like yeah, like. It's all motley crew, everything else happening, but it's like, but these characters have grown in it. Then it, then it is like, like they're they're going to take some like big steps here. I feel like, so yeah, yeah. it just keeps getting better. Yeah, yeah, until it gets worse. No, just kidding. There's there's, <laughs> there's no Star Trek Next Generation season seven on here. So, <laughs> and we're back, baby. I thought, was this the moment of sincerity? Is it going to happen? No, and then no. this <laughs> this sizzling black droplet of Couldn't tar. Do Couldn't do it. Couldn't stick the landing. That killed Tasha Yar. <laughs> Tune into our next episode, the Holocrons of Fate. Oh, when Kanan and Ezra must pass a trial to recover an ancient Sith artifact. Hmm, I wonder what that can be. <laughs> huh. Did we just get rid of one of these? You can find us at rebelair.com or rollerpod on Twitter and Instagram. Zach, do you want to do it? I know it's my one catchphrase, but you can do it. That's air with an H. I'm cocky. Wait, no, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm cocky. I'm Greg. You know, the ghost is a very nice ship. I could probably get, uh... Forget it. <laughs> <laughs>